those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You lose our mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those comments I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hybrid Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah 713 Cause it's yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm flying Sippin' low-key I'm sippin' low-key and high, yeah Slide a ride up I get those goosebumps every time Welcome, Loaded Mag NUFC, full loaded transfer show. We are back again. It's week two. Is it week two or week three? I'm, I'm losing. Uh, week three. Jesus week three. Um, we're already well into it. The transfer window is now officially open. Fixture lists are in hand and we're going to get into it. But look, welcome everyone to the channel. Uh, over 100 already tuned in, watching. Welcome to you all. Um, and get your questions in for the boys as well. I can see a few uh, popping up right now. But first and foremost, Daz, how are you, fella? Everything okay? I'm grand, speak grand. I'm waiting, waiting for that first time. I could be waiting another while, but yeah, uh, no panic whatsoever. Great to see so many names every day, chopping and changing. It feels like I'm on the sun here, I'm living on the sun. It's so hot here in Ireland for the last number of days, actually weeks at this stage. But uh, I just, I'm going to set people a challenge though tonight, Pete. Go I think it. people. I think people can get to 350 likes. What do you think? Oh, of course, 350 likes. We've got 350 likes. already watching right now. We should have 100 likes like that. Let's like go that. You know what to do? Hit smash that like button and get us up those algorithms. So that is the challenge. 350 mods get on the case. Right. Let's let's not beat around the bush. Let's get the boys in. Um, uh, should we get the deb debutant in? first yes let's um, get him in now that he can can hear us and we can yeah. hear him <laughs> welcome ollie me. hi lads you all right how you doing you okay yeah all good i'm really good to be on i know if you've sent me a few invites but i've had uh every night it's been a tuesday and i play darts on a tuesday so i've kept missing it so you know it's, it's really good <laughs> to be on it's good to be on cheers for the invite pleasure Pleasure as always. Like I said, it's been in the making for a few months now, so it's a pleasure to have you on uh, from the NUFC blog. And we're going to get all your opinions and your cash tonight, that's for sure. And of course, um, we have the Chronicle's own Mr. Charlie Bennett. He's on the beach right now. Jeez, He's on me, the beach. Look, look at him. Look at him. Back garden, at least. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Charlie. Good boys, one good. Everyone keep well. <laughs> As you can see, I've, I've, got, I've got my summer attire on. I've got my Carabao Cup 2023 uh, hat on. I'm um, living the dream, mate. Everybody knows it's been El Scorcho on Tyneside this week. And I actually poured myself a celebratory drink for, for Pete's um, 
Newcastle supporters just like getting the election onto the onto the board and stuff. But I've actually just kicked it over. I've actually just kicked it over. So I need to pull another one. Bad omen. Bad omen. Oh, uh, what is what is that, that career? <laughs> Ch- Charlie, Charlie, I have a question for you. While, while is I saw it on Twitter. You went to the you went to the office and uh, and they were sold out of brown ale. Every time you come and unload it, there's a story about you going to buy a drink on on the day. Are we driving you to drink? Sure. Well, I was wanting to keep it a little bit on the download because obviously there's going to be people watching the show going to Morrison's as soon as it opens tomorrow morning. But word on the street, I'll, I'll let you into a little secret. Morrison's for, for Favas Day are selling Newcastle Brown Ale for one pound a bottle. And I got, there was whispers, you know, whispers on, on the street. Word on the street was that they were selling bottles of Brown Ale for a pound. So I went straight to Morrison's and they were gone, sold out. So I'm on the Stellas. <laughs> 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 well, thank you guys for having us back on the show, boys. I appreciate you. I no love way. coming on. And no he's a rocket man. Always a pleasure. Thanks, never a sure. And of course, <laughs> always a pleasure to have our next guest on. Um, uh, people have been asking for him for a long time to come back on after after January. And it's a pleasure to have uh, from Sky Sports, Lee Davy. How are you doing? Welcome back, Lee. Hey, how you doing? You're all, all good? good. Nice to be back. Thanks for having me back, guys. And uh, nice to uh, be amongst um, the Champions League elite. Welcome. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, pleasure to have you back on. And uh, yeah, sitting <laughs> alongside uh, sitting alongside the other Champions Leagues um, uh, qualifiers. Um, obviously, for yourself, Lee PSG, it's, uh, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. But welcome back on. Look, I'm sure yes. we're going to get some questions coming in for Looking you. Looking forward All to things- it. French football. I'm, uh, nice one. I'm, I'm sure we will. But uh, look, first of all, before we get into all the transfers, because we've seen questions coming in with all um, with all the players and the links and all the rest of it, we are all going to get to them. So do not worry. However, we cannot not start with the fixture list. The fixture list. It's out. The Premier League season is upon us. Um, it started again. And um, as we can see, all the fixtures are laid there in particular. But what we want to start with is the first five. And uh, I want to get your opinions on this, boys. Um, what are you? What What did you make of that at, at nine o'clock when it when it landed and uh, and, and you saw them as your first five fixtures? Um, Ollie, we'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough start, isn't it? I mean, some people argue it's better to get them out the way early on because obviously. I think when you look at the way Eddie Howe sets us up, we're always organised, we're fit. So if, if there's any team that comes into the new season not quite up to speed, I think we'd we'd maybe get the better of them. So hopefully Jack Grealish and the rest of the Man City squad keep drinking. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so it's a tough start, isn't it? I mean, Villa, Unai Emery, they've just had a really good run in for the rest of the previous season. Man City, Man City, and then you've got Liverpool, who I'm expecting to be better than they were last season. Um, and yeah, Brighton, Brentford both finished in the top nine, didn't they? So it's a it's a tough it's a tough start, isn't it? Yeah, just a bit. Charlie, are you are you worried about it? There's some people in social media that are going, you know what? Bring it on, bring it on. Like who cares who we've got? <laughs> um, are you as confident as them, or are you thinking could have done with maybe one or two, one or two lower down the league maybe to start us off? Well, I think if Eddie Howe was going to pick them out of the hat himself, I don't think uh, he would have picked them, especially the first four games. I mean, it is it is a tricky run, but you've got to remember back to last season, we won one out of the first seven games, I think it was, and well, um, the, the first game of the season, home to Nottingham Forest, is the, is, is the one that we won. And the, the, fixtures, the, fixtures, were, the fixtures were actually quite kind to it. Yeah, my mic's playing up there. 
creating this madness. No one's Jeffrey Durian doing. So that's what we're going to do. What's up, boys? I don't know what's going on there. I, I, I'm using Charlie just to confirm it is Charlie. That's, that's, I don't think that's. I don't think that's. I don't think that's me. <laughs> I don't, that's not me. I'm, I'm sitting in the front garden. That's definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> not me. But, any, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I was on a bit of a roll there as well. Basically, I don't think Eddie Howe would have picked them as his first four games, four or five games. But casting back to last season, you know, we won one out of the first seven. Mm. The one that we won being the first game of the season. Um, I'm more bothered about you know I like going to the away games and stuff. Boxing Day with home and my birthday weekend with home. So I'm more I'm more frustrated with that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Lee, from from a, like looking sort of from the outside, um, that's a tough start, isn't it? It, it? It's the one where I think I tweeted out today and said clearly the Premier League were pissed that we got Champions League because they've come back as hard. With those uh, with those five fixtures, what are you making of that? Yeah, it's going to be a tough start, isn't it? But um, look, most games are going to be tough. I think Newcastle are going to be one of those teams now that you know it's going to be a, a big fixture for a lot of clubs next season. Um, and we've not even got really stuck into the transfer window yet. So uh, you know, a few solid signings definitely, and Newcastle will be a real attraction next season for a lot of clubs. Um, but I think I, I was. You know, with, with with the rest of the guys, really, I'm, I'm of the opinion that if you're going to play the likes of Man City and Liverpool and, and even Villa, who finished the season really well, I think you play them early before they really get into their stride. And if you look back, you can, you know, certainly look at last season. It took a little while for City to get going. Uh, Liverpool never really got going. Um, so I don't think there's anything to fear there. Uh, just as long as Newcastle get off to a good start, and there's no, no reason to suggest that they wouldn't, um, but yeah, I don't, yes, it's daunting on paper. But listen, this is a complete. This is a different beast now. This is a different Newcastle United. There's nothing now to be afraid of. You know, you've been talking two seasons ago. It's completely different. But but this is a different team now. And I think there's more for those other teams on that list there to be afraid of. And you know, I think it's completely switched now. Um, and Newcastle, a team that, that are going to be feared in this in this coming season. So yeah, nothing to be afraid of there and um i would expect certainly maybe 10 plus points from that well so 10 12, 12, 12 points 10 yeah. points definitely got, looking at them fixtures looking at them fixtures yeah, i think we got seven points out of that like last season didn't we mm -hmm. I think villa was a win man city lost liverpool lost brighton draw Brentford win. yeah so anything above seven would be obviously an improvement of last season i think that, i think that should be the end yeah, definitely, um, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And like you guys have said, that if if we're going to have them, let let's have them early. Who's to say we don't catch them off guard? Um, but Daz, as all the tough fixtures are coming in, you know, you're looking at the end of the season, and it's looking a little bit more positive. Um, so it kind of works its way around a little bit in terms of the, the back end of the season from what you see, you see in there. Is, is it going to be a case of it evens itself out over the course of the season? Yeah, for that relegation battle at the end of the season, Peter, it should be, should be grand. Uh, yeah, no. Less of that. <laughs> yeah, the the first the just talking about the first uh, group of fixtures for, first, I was looking at the, the first three uh, initially, and I was thinking, yeah, if, if, we, if we were to 
to get maximum points there now and as, as uh lee has been saying catch catch the bigger clubs off off guard uh to start off with then we'd be talking about can we put up put a, a challenge to, to win in the league you know that'll be a great little start and you know well eddie's gonna have have them home and come the start of the season they're gonna have a great preseason. so it's it's it, it could play into our hands yet. You never know that we're having that uh, the more difficult start, let's say. But uh, and then yeah, as you put up the the the, the last five, yeah, uh, bring that in to, to finish it off. To we might uh, claim claim the trophy early yeah, at that that stage. So uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's be optimistic. <laughs> if we can get to, if we can get Champions League football next season, who knows? Anthem is possible at this stage. We're not getting away. We're not getting ahead of ourselves at all, are we? Um, no. And look, we'll, 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 uh, we'll just briefly touch on here. Uh, I got this from uh, from Adam, uh, a good friend of the channel, and uh, he he looked at um, both the home, uh, well, the, the the fixtures before and after the Champions League games. So you can see on there, you got um, Brentford and Sheffield United either side of the first game, Burnley and West Ham either side of the second <coughs> Palace and Wolves, Palace at home Wolves away after the uh, in between the or sorry either side of the third Arsenal and Bournemouth either side of the fourth Chelsea and Man United either side of the fifth that's a tough one and then Spurs away Fulham at home after the sixth match day so you know the the, the fixtures are not you know are not bad really either side and, and there's lots of winnable games in there lots of home games um, uh, you know, Chelsea and Man United at home. That that could be that could be a big one there. So there's there's some nice games there. But look, I'm sure we'll observe and analyze all the fixtures uh, over the course of the season. Boxing Day. Um, it's Forest at home, if I believe, if I'm right in thinking. Um, first time in a long time we've had a home game on Boxing Day. So that's a that's a it, it's certainly a a change from getting Wigan away. Wigan. Wigan, yeah, standard Wigan at Christmas. Years ago, yeah, going back years, it was always Wigan away, weren't it? Around, around Boxing Day. Uh, so yeah, well, you won't be going to you won't be going to Leicester this year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sad about that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, look, it, it is what it, it is what it is. But look, as well as that, I, I want to just touch on because just before the fixture list, we did get. The, the 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 retained and released list, and we had, um, and we'll touch on this briefly. We obviously had uh, Matty Longstaff, who's been um, released from the club, um, Kieran Clark as well. But interestingly, Richie and Dummett um, have been re retained, or certainly Richie's been retained. Uh, Dummett is considering a contract at the moment. Um, Ali, I come to you um, for this one. What? What did you make of, of that retain list? You know, um, Matty, Matty, and Clark were were you not surprised by that? But in particular, Richie and Dummett, what was your reaction when when you saw that particular retain list for those two players? Yeah, I think as you say, there's no real surprises with Matty and Kieran Clark. I think to be honest with you, a lot of people forgot that Clark was still in our books. I think after that loan at Sheffield United, people, you mean he pretty well, he pretty much was gone after that loan. But but yeah, with Richie, I think towards the end of the season, how kind of hinted at a new deal for him. I think he, he obviously doesn't get much game time now, but I think he values what he does behind the scenes and his sort of professionalism and things like that. So I think with Richie, it's probably more of a behind the scenes sort of role that he's playing. Um, with Dummett, I mean, probably quite similar, isn't it? And also that homegrown quota, which is probably the reason Mark Gillespie got a new deal as well, I would think. Um, I'm not sure if they'll 
there's some sort of rule for the Champions League where you have to have a certain number, I think. So maybe for those reasons and the fact they're good behind the scenes, we're thought to keep them on. Definitely. And uh, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd not um, grabbed a pick of, of Mark Gillespie, but uh, for you, Charlie, was that one of the biggest shocks of it all? Uh, that Mark, 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 um, Mark Gillespie um, is effectively being retained. Um, you know, uh, Paul Dummett, as, as Ollie said, you know, considering him for the Champions League, the, the homegrown or the academy-based player. Yeah, Mark, I, I think um, I think Gillespie and Dummer can count themselves lucky that with that Newcastle have qualified for the Champions League because, I mean, where Newcastle are at the stage now where they can't really afford to get sentimental with players like they're on a journey now they've catapulted themselves beyond where they thought they would be at this stage since the takeover, and obviously the homegrown quarter would have had a lot. I think Dummett's played; he didn't play a single minute last season. Correct us if I'm wrong. And I think he, he's played made three appearances in the last two seasons or something. So that on merit doesn't warrant a play like doesn't warrant a new contract playing wise. Richie's a little bit different. He, he falls into the same category playing wise, but you can obviously tell. I mean, Anthony Gordon spoke about Richie, the influence he's had on the like, behind the scenes sort of thing. I've, what, what's Richie now? Thirty three, kicking thirty four. I could definitely see him staying beyond his contract as a. You know, like he's one of Eddie Howe's trusted lieutenants. The one I was actually really happy for was Carius. Carius, um, I believe, signed a new deal as well, didn't he? But he's, he's on the he's on the verge. I think they're talking yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The they're trying to get the trying to get to stay on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, 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 they've offered him a new deal at least because there was talk about him going to back to Europe, wasn't there? Because yeah. I think when it comes to goalkeepers, Dubravka's going to want to be number one, isn't he? He's going to want to be number one. So I think if you've got a solid backup keeper who's sort of happy not to be pushing for the number one jersey and sort of happy to, you know, maybe play the cup games and stuff, I think Carrius would be a good signing for in that sort of role. Definitely. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, people thought that both of those goalkeepers would go, even Dubravka would go. It looks like um, that both are going to stay. Uh, it's, it, 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 but it could all change. We, we, we don't know. Um, uh, Newcastle are springing surprises, and that leads us quite nicely onto all the transfer talk because uh, we got blown away with, with, with some news that popped out yesterday uh, that nobody was expecting. Um, and it was the potential talks um, for Inter Milan's um, Nicolo Varela, um, uh, centre midfielder. Uh, 26 years old, played in the Champions League final. Um, Luke Edwards initially um, uh, brought out the story. And it was confirmed by Sky's uh, Keith Downey, also uh, Craig Hope, um, had, had mentioned it as well. Um, and he mentioned, uh, Craig Hope mentioned a couple of other snippets that we'll touch on as well. But um, look, Lee, I'll, I'll come to you with, with regards to Nico Barella. Um, for me, I was just in shock because he's, he is a super super talented guy like you know how good would it be if we were able to get that over the line and get some like Nico, uh, Nicolo Borello into Newcastle okay so before I answer that I just want to say well done to you brother for your um, recent election I'm going to throw that in there and uh, and also well done to Lisa who, if she's on so she well is. done to both of you uh, very proud great job I know you do a great job of, uh, you know, um, representing the fans and everything. So, so really well done on that. Um, in relation to um, Barrell, I mean, yeah, quite right. He's, he's a hell of a player. He's 26 years old. He's, he's probably still not even reached his, his, his prime yet, but he's playing some of his best football at Inter. 
you would have seen him in the Champions League final. Um, he obviously started the Euros against uh, against England in 2021. Um, so, you know, we know what type of player he is. He's tenacious, he's hardworking, he's, you know, he's got a great vision, great passing. You can chip him with a goal. Um, he's got everything you want in a midfielder. And it... it like you say, it kind of blew you guys away. I think it did everybody, to be honest with you. I don't think anyone's seen that coming because if we look at, you know, Newcastle's transfer dealings so far, that was very, it's kind of left field so far. But there is going to be a time where these kind of signings are going to be linked with Newcastle, seriously linked with Newcastle, because Newcastle are not going to, you know, just completely buy Premier League ready-made players straight away. You know, they're going to look for bigger names eventually as you know, things kind of move on um, in terms of the project moving forward. It would be a hell of a coup for Newcastle to, to pick this guy up. He's a hell of a player. It's going to take one hell of a bid. And we've seen, you know, quotes of £50 million. That's not going to cut it. And I'd be quite confident in saying £50 million is not going to get Nicolo Barella. Um, not in the slightest. Um, when you look at Inter's dealings, £97.5 million for, for Lukaku, <coughs> £60 million for Ashraf Hakimi, you know, £50 million for Ricardi. Um, those kind of fees, this is one of their key players. And whilst Inter would likely need to offload players for, for financial reasons, and usually do each season need to offload one of their big signings, I think they'll want to keep hold of him. So it's going to take a huge, huge bid, something in excess of 80 million to even get them to even think about it. So Newcastle will definitely need to, if, you know, if this is a serious bid, have to up their bid for him. But it's certainly got Europe talking. That's one thing. It's got Europe talking. And um, again, as you know, I you know, cover French football. Um, the reaction from certainly Paris Saint-Germain and its followers and certainly fan groups that they've got similar to, to this and fan channels is like, you know, if this guy is if Newcastle is seriously interested in this guy, what are we doing here? You know, Luis Campos get a bid in for this guy. So he's very highly thought of. I don't think anyone thought he would be on the market this summer, but you know, it could well be. We'll see what happens. Uh, never say never. Nothing surprises me in 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 transfer season. Um, but again, going back to your point, if Newcastle can get hold of a player like this, what a statement of intent that is. That would be absolutely yeah. huge. Um, and he's a hell of a player, as I'm sure you've all seen him play. So we'll see what happens with this one. Um, I think it'd be tough to get him out of Italy, uh, being honest. I think that's where he wants to play his football. That's where he's comfortable playing his football. Um, but, you know, any who would have thought Messi would have left in Barcelona and PSG could have pulled Neymar out of Barcelona and all of these things, these things happen in football. And, you know, I think we're just waiting for a big huge kind of um, transfer this summer and this could be it we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how this one pans out I think I think uh, Lee's touched on a good point is it I think all Newcastle fans uh, are, are waiting for a big a big transfer a big transfer to come out um, and this has kind of like been almost like it's pricked our ears up now to is being linked with these top players. Obviously, these talked about you know in excess of, of 80 million to get him out the the, the club. O Ollie, do you think Newcastle are going to go to those sorts of lengths to to get a player like Nico Barella or anybody uh, in this window? Um, you know, uh, out, out of their current club at that sort of price. 
Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about FFP, hasn't there, in the last few weeks about, and it's never clear whether the club are kind of briefing that to the press to reduce expectations and make sure selling clubs don't sort of pull our pants down in the transfer market. But then at the same time, I think it is probably fair that we are battling certain restrictions in that sense after spending, what, $250 million in the last three windows. So with that in mind, if it does take $80 million, that could be a big chunk of the budget. Um, but then these are the sort of things you have to pay if you want to go for those ready-made Champions League-level players. I mean, like the likes of Bruno, Isaac, Botman, they were obviously brilliant players, but they came from more like Europa League-level clubs, I would say, where you could get them. I know Isaac costs a lot of money, but the Brunos and Botman, they were more like 30, 35 million, where it was a step up to come to Newcastle and then play in the Premier League. Whereas for Barella, he, I mean, he was playing in the Champions League final last weekend, wasn't he? So that says, that says everything you need to know. So, yeah, I've got to agree with, with Lee there that when I saw 50 million and closing in, I thought I'd be shocked if we got him for that price in this day and age. But uh, but the thing is, even if we don't get him, it's just nice to see us going for that calibre of player. I think that's really encouraging. Yeah, definitely. And, and a lot of people have... Um, have said, Charlie, that, you know, oh, it's a load of rubbish, it's a rubbish link, this, that and the other. You know, it's not just Luke Edwards and Craig Hope, like Sky have reported on it as well. You know, other reporters, uh, uh, um, you know, from even from the Italian side have said there is genuine interest in there. So yeah. although, although people are kind of rubbishing it in the last 24 hours once it came out, there is still genuine interest in there. And there's, uh, you know, there is still a chance of us getting this, getting this done. But, you know, from your perspective, you know, is it possible? I mean, Luke Edwards obviously gets a lot of sticks sometimes in that, but you know, when it comes to transfers, he has been nailed on in the past. I remember him being the first one to break uh, the Chris Wood news there, and not not the Daniel just went the one before. Yeah. When it comes to transfers, he is he is always a, a reliable source from from Newcastle point of view, hundred percent. I mean, in terms of Barella. It was the first day that the window opened yesterday and all this talk about, oh, they've got 60 million to spend, 80 million to spend or something. Just the typical post-takeover before the window opens, like keep expectations low, everything. <laughs> day one of the window, Nicola Barella's linked to Newcastle. You know what I mean? I think that gives a strong indication of whether Newcastle's staying him or not. I think that gives more of an indication of what they're thinking of this summer. Yeah, Daz, I've got to be honest. I, I think someone's tapped into our loaded. Uh, yeah, um, so do I. Because uh, <laughs> final day. Look, you, 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 you tell the guys because yeah. So, um, so we we're talking. We said we come up with this new, um, new show, new short show called uh, "Would You Take." And we're discussing different names. So I was watching the Champions League final, and I, and I just put it in, into our chat. Uh, what about this lad, lad Barella? Well, we, maybe we should throw him in there into the mix as well. And then Pete goes, I was thinking the same thing. And uh, then, But then we kind of put him on the back burner for a while because we didn't really think it was realistic. And I, was, I, I, I thought, okay, if we were to bring him, we'd be talking about maybe 70 million or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but uh, you, you should have start. You should have just started naming all the Man City players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a shot in the dark, really. But uh, yeah, I couldn't believe that when we were linked with it. I thought Pete was joking when when uh, when I the mean, news he, he would fit. In, he would fit in perfectly in this team. I mean, Sean Longstaff. Yes, he's 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 a good. He's he's, he's come on leaps and bounds under Eddie Howe. But if if you're talking that like right side of midfield, I mean, you're talking about the man who. Cast your minds back the Euro, the Euro final, England, Italy. Like he didn't give England's midfield a kick, and obviously he's, he's won Sevilla and he's playing in the Champions League final. I mean, we'd be talking about signing a serious like 
the it would be the first sort of heavyweight signing with like Newcastle would have made since the takeover. And obviously Isak and Bruno, but like they were like a ready-made top elite player yeah. come to Newcastle. And not someone who was like coming to the end of their career either. It's someone right in their prime. Bang like, in so. his prime, yeah. Bang yeah, in his yeah prime. Amazing. definitely. I'm going to pour myself another drink, lads. Is that all right? Because obviously I kicked that one over before. I need to do the same. You'll make your way back from Sam Fender eventually. It'll take you a while, but you'll get there. <laughs> I'll, be two, I'll be two seconds, boys. No worries. No worries. Uh, but, you know, it, it is one of those that, that could rumble on. Uh, and Nico. Am I right in thinking, Lee? Someone like a Nico, uh, Nicolo Brella, that's not just going to get done like that. Big deals like that take time. So this could, in your opinion, could this could this be kind of a, a whole summer type type transfer where it's kind of like rumbling on? I think so because I just don't think Inter want to sell him. And as I said earlier, touched on earlier, it's one of those situations where they will need to raise funds and sell a player. And he's obviously one of their biggest assets that they've got. At the club, um, the only other place I could see them offload, I can't see them offloading Lautaro Martinez, would maybe be Andre Onana, the goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> and what they do is usually they will sell one key player as somebody just to keep themselves afloat. Um, and obviously, I, I, I think that's the one that they won't want to sell. However, if anybody gets a sniff that this guy is on the market and they would consider selling him, then you know, we've got we've got now got that you've got a battle on their hands now. The situation you're going to find is is that at the moment there's a lot of upheaval in midfielders um, across Europe. You've got Liverpool bolstering in their midfield, United looking for midfielders, Newcastle looking to obviously work on their midfield as well, PSG looking for the, looking for the fifth straight season to sort their midfield out. Um, all across Europe, Real Madrid have just bought Bellingham, so there's kind of like it's a bit of a market for midfielders this summer. And um, if anyone certainly gets uh, gets a sniff that this guy's on the market, then I think Inter could uh, could be in a bit of trouble here, and then maybe you know would get an offer that they it's too good for them to refuse. So obviously, this link now is going to start all sorts of speculation, um, but we'll see what happens. That's why I think it could be an interesting one, but I think it will drag. I think it will drag throughout the summer. Um, my gut feeling is that you might stay at Inter. That's my gut feeling, if you're asking me now, but. Anything can happen. And like you say, with so many clubs looking to improve their midfield area, um, you know, you you can't ever rule anything out. That's the thing. But great to see Newcastle linked. Um, And maybe it's more than just a link, but great to see Newcastle linked with this calibre of footballer, this calibre of player. And it gets you guys super excited, you know, to see the club, you know, just 18 months ago being in the relegation zone to now being linked with such a, you know, a wonderfully gifted footballer who's still, in my opinion, got his best years ahead of him. So it's it's incredibly exciting ahead of this first Champions League season um, for, for Newcastle. So yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully there's something in it. Because you know, regardless of anything, I'd love to see him play in the Premier League, uh, and that'd be great if that would be with Newcastle as well. So yeah. Just on, on the inter uh, keeper, I saw, I think it could have been Fabrizio Romano, the Celtic, but he's linked to Man United uh, as well. Uh, there's talk that they might be throwing a bit, but they're waiting on what's happening with the De Gea situation there. But, uh, so, um, he, he De Gea says, before, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, he's a, a link there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely wait and see. But uh, interestingly, uh, and we'll touch on these briefly because. Uh, Got transfers coming out of our ears, but um, and th- these these were, were also linked as part of the Craig Hope um 
uh, piece that you brought out, and it was um, uh, Federico uh, DiMarco, um, the sort of left wing back, left back, uh, played in the Champions League final. I thought he did. I thought he did well. Uh, in, in my opinion, and um, and Sandro Tonali, who we also know Daz uh, very, very well, uh, and we've spoken about him before. Um, you know, two very, very talented players. Um, I'm just, you know, did you guys, you know, Ollie? I'll come to you. Did you did you hear any anything about these two players um, from your perspective, or, or did you did you see Craig Hope's article? Do you know too much about these? Uh, in terms of what they can offer, if potentially we are even linked to them, because Craig Hope's the only one that's that's yeah. kind of touched on this so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the report and I, I saw that they were mentioned further down the pieces other players from Milan have looked at. And um, with Demargo, I've, I've noticed he can play at wing back, left back, mm -hmm. and he's played at centre back a bit as well. I know he's not that big for uh, someone to play at centre back, but if he is versatile, I think that's probably something that appeals to how. Um, You've seen it with the likes of Joe Linton. When he can play on the wing, he can play holding midfielder, sort of a number eight as well. I think it really, really helps when you've got a squad that's quite stretched and will be competing on four different fronts next season. I think uh, to have a player who's got a bit of versatility will, will really help. And I think DeMarco is that. Um, and with Tonali, I'm guessing it might just be an alternative to Barella if obviously we're priced out of him or, or someone else comes in. Definitely, Charlie. What what did you make of those two, um, those two links in particular? I mean, I've got to be honest. I loved I loved Demarco just for his attacking intent. He just constantly just drove forward. And is that the kind of is that the kind of left left sided you know defender that we're looking for? Because alternatively, Burn as great as he has been this season hasn't really done that. Well, mate, you know what it is. Funny enough, I've got a friend who. Um is from Milan and she's a big in like nut, like she's a proper Inter Milan fan. And she, uh, she told us um, about DeMarco because I was asking, can you remember Robin Gorsons used to play for Atlanta a couple of years ago? Well, Inter signed him. And I remember Newcastle being like linked a while ago. And I was asking why, why is Robin Gorsons not been getting the games? She went, oh, she went DeMarco is class. And I watched, I've watched a couple of Inter Milan games. They played, they played AC Milan in like their community shield. It was in Saudi Arabia, but it was it was like their community shield. And honestly, DeMarco was was class. And I tweeted at the time, Newcastle need a left back. And this was like January or February or something. I, I tweeted at the time, this DeMarco for Inter Milan looks class. So when I seen the links, and obviously in the Champions League finally played really well. Like I'd I'd be absolutely rocking with him because Newcastle, the, the Dan Burns done done mint last season. Like. He's from Blythe and all that. He's class. Like, Jordy Lad through and through, he's mint. But there's no denying that the weak link, if you're looking at Newcastle's strongest 11, they need a left-back, don't they? The Dan, Dan Burns a centre-half playing left-back. And what Newcastle need is like a Kieran Trippier but on the left-hand side. And DeMarco, at least going forward, would offer that. He, he looks a real deal. Definitely. Lee, do you know a little bit, little bit about these two boys, DeMarco and Tonali? What, what, what they could potentially give. Tonali comes with huge pedigree uh, when he when he signed from AC Milan. Yeah, when he, when he signed for Milan, he took a little bit, he actually got a bit of stick because he took a little bit of time to get used to his, his move to, to Milan. He wasn't, obviously he came with a, you know, a, a, quite a, um, a lot of interest. There was a lot of people that kind of talked him up and he took a little while to get used to playing in that, that Milan midfield. And certainly in their title winning season of 2022, that's when he really came into his own. And he's just carried that on and obviously into, in, into last season, which was, 
you know, again, he's, he seems to have found his feet now. So no surprise that, you know, teams are looking at, at him. Be interesting to see if there is anything in that. DeMarco, again, I've seen, you know, what I, what you guys have seen of him. You would have seen him in the Champions League final. You know, real kind of hardworking, tenacious, attacking left back. Um, you know, he's he's... You'd look at his game and think, yeah, he, you know, he would come in and certainly enhance the new, certainly enhance the Newcastle team um, and add extra quality to that left side. Um, but it, it's tough sometimes getting some of these guys out of out of out of Milan and certainly getting them into the Premier League. Um, you know, we're talking about big clubs here themselves. I mean, okay, for a lot of people playing in the, the lower playing in the Premier League would be, you know, too too much too huge to turn down, but. I think sometimes we forget they're playing for, you know, when you're an Italian and you're playing for Inter and AC Milan, it's, you know, for some players, that's the pinnacle. That's the pinnacle. So, you know, getting them out of these clubs is not going to be easy as well. And certainly Inter are not going to want to lose playing like that. They've just lost the Champions League final. You know, they're going to want to come back stronger next season. They're going to want to try and get the Scudetto and win the Scudetto again uh, and pull that back because, you know, they've, they've not won it for two years now. They're one of the leading sides. And as I say, they you know, there's only going to be so many players that they're going to let go of. And, you know, we spoke about Barella earlier, we spoke about Andre Anana, and, you know, there's been links with Lautaro Martinez. So it will be a very, very interesting, certainly in terms of, you know, whether any club, not just Newcastle, would have a chance of, you know, picking up one of these, their, their real, and we'll, we'll, let's let's classify them as key players because they are. I mean, you'd have seen it themselves on Saturday night. I thought DeMarco was excellent against Manchester City. That's what, I thought half the Inter team were excellent. I thought they played really well and really unlucky, actually. So, um, it'll be, again, one to keep an eye on uh, to see if there's anything in that. But certainly there'll be a few suitors out there um, based on his performances last season. Definitely. I would definitely take DeMarco, but... Daz, I know you're a big fan of Tonali. Uh, and you've talked about him for a while now. You'd love yeah, him. yeah. I, th- I can't remember what show it was. We were, we were bringing up a player who, who you'd like to, to take. And I just threw his name out there. Uh, yeah, he's he's like a real disrupt, disruptor there uh, from Milan. And he's, yeah, yeah he, looks, he looks class. I was looking at a few clips of him there again today. But uh, look, he looks class. I'd uh, love to see him rock up as well. I can't see, see us getting... Uh, Everyone we want on our list because uh, 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 Dumfries as well uh, was the other one we we're watching in the Champions League final. I know he's on the right and uh, with some kind of <laughs> can we have him as backup and Trippy as well? So, but we, we like the look of him as well. We talked about him, Pete, as well on the, on the Champions League final. But um, yeah, it, it, it is it's it's great that we're linked to all these names. We just have, something more solid has to has to happen now, though, to uh, lay down the marker. Definitely. Um, a few people have mentioned about Tonali being a defensive midfielder. We are looking for that number six. He could probably play that role quite well. Um, yeah, I say probably he can play that role uh, very well. It's, it's that interesting, Bruno. It's like the, the, the debate sort of focuses on, on Bruno, doesn't it, really? Because it's yeah. obviously when Bruno played, when he first joined, we had John Joe Selvi sitting there and Bruno was allowed to play further forward. But all the entirety of last season, Bruno was obviously the sitter. I think Newcastle needs a, a disruptor holding midfielder in the ranks. It's just whether we need one to put Bruno further forward or whether... Because if you sign someone like Barella, Bruno would be staying there. So, well, I don't know what you think about that one. Bruno can play there. Bruno can play there. He's proved it. We've got Champions League football with him playing in that position. But what you want is, a, is an alternative. 
You want someone else that can play there. You, we want versatility within the midfield. You look at every player that Eddie Howe is targeting, they can play in more than one position and they can play in that position well. And that's the key. And Bruno can play as a number six, no problem. But he can also play as an eight. He's kind of found his form, you know, in his first stint at Newcastle when he first signed in that number eight position. But it's about, you know, there are certain games where Bruno's played, and I'll go back to, to two of them. There was the there was the Villa game at Villa Park, and I was there, uh, uh, and he, he wasn't great in that in that game. And Arsenal at home, I didn't think he played well either. He was overran in that position. However, if you'd have had someone else in that number six and he played further forward, I think you'd have seen a different Bruno. And it's about that versatility. Can we move the maneuver the players to benefit us? in certain games. And that's what the best teams do. You look at Man City, they chop and change their team to suit the team that they're playing against. Players will still play, but they'll play in a different position to get the best out of them. And I think we need to find that for Bruno. We can't keep relying on him playing in that position, no matter who the opposition, because sometimes it isn't going to work. But look, that will rumble on and, and, and we'll continue to look at that and um, see how that just want just want to get in on one point. I was just thinking about this today. Actually, before I do, 326 in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button, smash the like button, and get us up the algorithms. But just we we think that today and yesterday we're linked to a few Inter players. Do you remember? Cast your minds back where Piff were going to potentially buy Inter at one stage. I wonder is there some kind of link in there? And we we, we kind of <laughs> laughed and we joked saying, uh, "Yes, we'll buy Inter and they can be our feeder club." But hey. <laughs> I love a good conspiracy you know? theory, me, Daz. All I'll say is stranger things have happened. Uh, so <laughs> so let's let's wait and see. But uh, those conspiracy theories, let's keep them uh, keep them coming, that's for sure. And uh, look, we, we've looked at players coming in and those links and those heavy links. But we'll come to one player now um, who's been linked for the last year. Um and it's this man, um, Mr. James Madison. Um, two bids rejected last summer. We apparently made an approach for him in January, but Leicester didn't want to sell. Now relegated with Leicester. It's almost guaranteed that he's leaving the club. Um, and the links are hotting up with Newcastle and um, and James Madison. Obviously, Tottenham were in there sniffing. Um, what was very interesting today is to see that there was a double bid, 50 million for both Harvey Barnes and Madison. I'd be interested to get your thoughts on the, <laughs> on the theme in just a second. But, but Ollie, James Madison, um, you know, what do you think about this deal and, and where do you think this is at right now, in your opinion, mate? Yeah, I mean, just firstly, I think, I think his record in the Premier League over the past few years just speaks for itself, really. I mean, this is in all competitions, but I had a little look and he's got 70 goal involvement in the past three seasons in all competitions, which... Okay, some of those might be Conference League or Europa League against poorer sides, but I think one thing we need is a player who can play against a, like a low block defence and find that killer pass or that that shot from twenty yards outside the box and just be a bit of a game changer. So I think he could really bring that. Um, and I think the fact Spurs missed out on Europe altogether and we got Champions League, it's almost a double whammy in our favour in that sense. Yeah. Um, I know there was a lot of talk that he might have preferred to move to to London, and some people were a bit uneasy with that and thought, well, if he doesn't want to be here. Let's go for someone else. But I think I think now we've got Champions League and he's obviously seen Spurs completely drop out of Europe. I think that'll swing it massively in our favour, I think. Yeah, definitely. 
that a lot of people are reporting that is the fact that we're playing Champions League football that, that could potentially swing the deal. But you know, has the bit? It seems to have all gone a little bit quiet, and I know the international break has kind of, you know, created that. But has there been any movement on on the Madison deal? Like, do you think that we're going to see something in the next week, or or, or is is that going to be one that's going to drag on, Ollie? What, what, what are your opinions on that? Well, I got something really interesting today from someone who has good links at Leicester. Um, basically, what he told me was there's a guy called Ben Harden. And he's an, he's an agent who works for CAA base. Uh, they, they basically look after Kieran Trippier and another player on their, on their uh-huh. list of, the, well, the players they look after is James Madison. Anyway, he said that Ben Harden was actually at the training ground today with a lawyer. Now, when he said that, I thought to myself, well, Kieran Trippier has already signed an extension earlier this year. So I don't think it would be him because, like I say, his, his future is secure. He's not going anywhere. And one of the most high-profile players on uh, Ben Harden's list, again, at CAA base, is James Madison. So I'm not trying to suggest it's nearly done, but it does make me wonder, are they, like, drafting up contracts just in case if he is agreed? Because I'm, if I had to guess, his agent would go to Spurs and Newcastle to have a look what they'd be able to offer, what sort of bonuses they'd offer, the length of the contract. So when he told me that, it did make me think, is, the, is that over Madison? And you would think it could be. So time will tell if it is that, but I'd... I do think we're in a good position to get him. Interesting. Very interesting. It's, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to the training ground to have a look on things. Yeah. Nice <laughs> one, Ali. Breaking news. But if agents and people will, um, you know, associated with Madison are potentially going to the training ground, that would suggest that things are, are, are moving along uh, nicely. But <clears throat> James Madison for you. Um, is he the guy that we need to take us forward? Oh, mate, he's, he's, well, he's a, I think everyone knows he's a baller, don't they? I think what Newcastle last summer, the, let's be honest, they did try and lowball Leicester a little bit with two years on his contract. You know, £45 million was, a, was the highest bid that they went to. Yes, that was admittedly a little bit of a lowball offer, but I think with one year on his contract plus relegation, I don't think Leicester can be any situation to be. Because I think a couple of weeks ago, I've seen a few reports saying that they were still going to hold out for like sort of 55, 60 million. I think they, for, they can forget about that. Um, I think it's the noises seem like Newcastle are wanting Madison, like they're the, the wanting assurances sort of from Madison's end that he, he really wants to be a Newcastle player. You know, like obviously Newcastle have been doing the, the due diligence on every signing that they've made. And obviously, they've been the talk, you know, Tottenham, London, Newcastle. I think. I don't know if you listened to TalkSport the other day, Danny Murphy was on there and he was talking about whether you would go to Tottenham or whether you go to Newcastle. And he was saying, if it's for footballer reasons, right now you are going only one destination, that's Newcastle. You know what I mean? Tottenham are going, they're on the slide. They, Tottenham remind me a little bit of like Newcastle sort of, when Newcastle were on the slide and Newcastle are the sort of, the, the, the resurgent force, force of the Great yeah, <laughs> Once Bobby Robson left, really, it was like like a, like a downward sort of slide, wasn't it? And obviously Newcastle are this up and coming force. So, I mean, if, I think uh, Amanda Stavely, Miadad, Piff, Jamie Rubin, Eddie Howe, Dan Ashraf, I think they'll all be very happy with these Instagram stories that Callum Wilson's been putting on. I don't know if you've had a little look. Agent <laughs> <laughs> Wilson in the England camp. He's just been <laughs> he's doing it. He's doing it on purpose, isn't he? Did you yeah. see that he, start, he started off like he just tested the boat a little bit when the two of them were playing pool? 
and it was like a little bit subtle. And then the one the day when he's just grabbing him and he's like, "You come to Newcastle, mate." Yeah, I think I, 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 God knows what he's uh, what his Instagram post is going to be tomorrow. There'll be a story about it. But literally, I know you've watched James Madison quite closely. You've seen a number of Leicester games. You, I think, you were at the the last game of the season against West Ham, so you watched him quite closely. Like, from your perspective, where do you think Madison's going, and and what could he bring? What is he going to bring potentially when he's if when he signs to Newcastle? Yeah, I think he's got, I think he's leaning towards Newcastle. I think that's where he wants to be. Um, going back to those Instagram stories, these, these subtle hints. Um, he's almost teasing the move, isn't he? Um, you know, nice and early. I think that's clearly where he wants to go. Um, I think for I think for for Leicester. Um, and going back to your original question from earlier, Pete, where you talked about, you know, is this going to get over the line? I really think it will, and I think it will after these two international fixtures, just purely because you've got to remember that Leicester need the money. They need the money to reinvest back into the squad. There's two weeks until pre-season and then another five until the championship season starts. So they really need to get that money quickly. So if they look at, you know, if you think that they might, you know, want or try and entice a bidding war between between Newcastle and Tottenham, it's not going to happen purely because, you know, they're going to probably get around the £40 million mark. And I can't see either Newcastle or Tottenham really pushing too far above that purely because he's got a year left on his contract. Is he worth the forty million? Absolutely. Um, whoever gets him, and I certainly am siding. I, I honestly do think he'll go to Newcastle. Um, are going to get a really, really good footballer. He's twenty-six years old. Um, as Ollie was talking about, you know, his goal involvement. Leicester would have even took it to the last day of the season, as poor as they were, if they didn't have James Madison last season, because the amount of points, it's particularly in the first half of the season, that he that he helped Leicester pick up. You know, he's far and away Leicester's most effective player. Um, and, they're gonna, and Leicester are going to miss him. Leicester are really going to miss him because, you know, there's not too many players on the market, um, not too many players that kind of fit into that mould these days, that playmaker mould who's so, so effective. And um, if you can get a player like that, he's, it's almost like a, you know, a premium now. If you can get a player like that for £40 million who's got the best years ahead of him, I think Newcastle are in a really solid position to get the best out of this guy. His England career is now really going to take off. And um, I think it's only a matter of time. And uh, obviously, you know, the end of these, uh, I think it's Tuesday, England's last game. I think we'll really start to see some movement on that deal. Um, so I, I think that's in the pipeline. I think it's just a case of being a bit more patient. But it, it, it certainly appears right now as though he's going to move to Newcastle. And I hope he does. I think that'd be the right move for him. Newcastle are on the up. Champions League football, you know, things are going in the right direction. If I'm James Madison and I've got a choice between Newcastle and Tottenham, then it's a real easy one for me. And that's not just because I'm on the Newcastle fan channel. Because if there's a Tottenham fan channel, I'd be saying the same thing. Exactly the same thing. There's only one place where you want to go right now, and, and that's Newcastle. And I think that's where he'll end up. Where, where do you think he fits in, lads? Because um, obviously... Eddie Howe doesn't play with a number 10 and that's James Madison's natural position but with Leicester he's also played like on the right in that sort of like half space sort of role but that would be a totally different that would still be a shake-up of the formation to Eddie Howe likes his, his right winger like whether it's Mayfield and like hugging the touchdown with Almond hugging the touchdown but then cutting in there that would be a completely sort of different change of system like to put Madison in the team I'm just interested to hear where you think you'd fit in where do we think, boys? Um, 
I mean, he's a number 10 that can play out wide, but he's not a wide man, if that makes sense. It, it does it does nullify him a little bit when he plays out wide. I've seen him play off the yeah. right. I've seen him play off the left. I've seen him play that free role where he, he, he just kind of roams and just plays in between the lines. So I think there's a little bit of flexibility with, with, with him in terms of how you utilise him. And I think he's intelligent enough footballer to, to kind of really adapt to those situations. But like you say, he's a natural number 10. Um, how he fits in... It'll be interesting to see, really, mm. how he's used, but I don't think he'll be used in just one position. I think he'll be used in, yeah. in a multitude of different ways under Eddie Howe mm. because Newcastle are going to have to set up differently in certain situations. Um, you've got Champions League football next season as well, and bearing in mind, you know, whoever Newcastle come out... Uh, uh, no, look, Newcastle are not just going to want to turn up in the Champions League. They're going to want to make it to the knockout rounds, and, you know, uh, and, and certainly, you know, they're going to take that seriously. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays... Um, but, you know, I haven't watched him for the last five years quite closely at Leicester. <laughs> this is a very, very intelligent footballer. Um, and as I said, uh, it's it's just staggering to get a player of this quality for 40 million quid, which I think will be a, pretty much the figure that, that Newcastle will get him for. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think that um, certainly, I, I mean, I don't know how he, he will adapt um, to, to, to playing alongside... Um, or playing in a, in a different kind of formation at Leicester, he, he could do what he liked. He had so much freedom because he was he was the main man, you know. With Vardy declining, he became the main man at the club. So he almost kind of just took up whatever position he wanted to and kind of dictated the game. But I think he'll be a bit more structured at Newcastle because there's more quality there. I think um, obviously he's played in a relegation threatened side, and you know he's been he's been the main man there. So it'll be interesting to see now in a team that's pushing for honours pushing for top of the league, pushing for Champions League, um, how he fits into this. But I think he'll thrive. I really do think he'll thrive. Mm -hmm. I, I, I see James Madison as part of the evolution of, of Eddie Howe's tactics. We see Eddie Howe as a, as a straight 4-3-3. Um, and he has been that. But he wasn't necessarily that when he first came into the club because of the players that we had available to us. I do genuinely think that some of the players that will come through in this summer will start the evolution of, of Eddie Howe's tactics. And you boys have already touched on it, that, that fluid motion, the fact that players will play within the spaces, that they'll play and transition in games. We've already seen it with Willock and Joe Linton this season, yeah. where they interchange on the left. So you have Joe Linton that will play as one of the midfield three and Willock play on the left of the front three. And then all of a sudden they'll switch. So we're already seeing that evolution start to start to unfold. And I think yeah. James Madison coming in will start to see that evolution of the tactics again. And you'll, as you boys have already said, during his time at Leicester, he's played off the left of a front three. He's played off the right of a front three. He's played in the number eight position. I think there's been a few games where he's played as a midfield two uh, on, the odd, on the odd occasion for Leicester. So he can play in various different positions. But... What he gives you and what his outlet is. And the one thing I would maintain of James Madison is wherever he's played, he's produced. He might have not been as effective to the 100% as he would maybe in, in that number 10 role, but he's always produced. He's always got goals. He's always got assists. He's always created moments. And he did that with 19 goal contributions in that lesson. <coughs> relegated. Should not be underrated. Mm -hmm. It should not be. I wouldn't be surprised in that. I mean, just touching on the point you said that, I wouldn't be surprised if Eddie Howe would rip the rule book up and play a totally different sort of sort of formation. I mean, you see it with the, arguably the greatest manager of all time, especially at the minute, Pep Guardiola. I mean, 
He wins the league with a false nine. He signs a striker. He plays 4-3-3, rips that up. He plays this mad sort of hybrid three-at-the-back system with John Stones in midfield. He's, he's not afraid to rip it up. Obviously, if you play the same system year in, year out, teams start to suss you a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if Eddie Howe did sort of tweak his team this season, judging on who he sort of gets in. Definitely. Uh, uh, it's going to be one that rumbles on. And look, boys, we're, we're going to continue talking about it. I, at some I, point. I'd, I'd be just, just I'd, I'd be tell, telling uh, his agent who Ollie's Ollie's friends saw uh, talking to Newcastle staff there. Uh, was it today or yesterday? I can't remember. But uh, yeah, <laughs> wherever, he wa- wherever he wants to play, wherever he wants to play. That's what <laughs> you you're telling them now. That's, to be honest, I can. I can see him. I know Charlie wasn't so sure, but I can see him playing on that right. And because Trippier provides the width and often comes on the overlap and gets crosses in with his right foot, and Madison himself is actually really two-footed. So whether it's Madison whipping a ball in with his right or cutting in on his left, it's quite unpredictable in that sense. I know Madison's not got much pace, but he's actually quite an underrated dribbler in terms of the way he can, where he can turn you back and forth. So I think with Trippier providing a bit of width on the right and being on the overlap, he's obviously got... Well, with, with Almiron, for example, we all know he's so left-footed to this... People kind of know if you show him on his left, that's the only way he's going. Whereas Madison can go both ways. And if he has if he has Trippier on the overlap, I think that could be a nice little partnership next season if if he signs. But I think he will. I really do think he will. Yeah, definitely. Uh, look, we've got nearly 400 in the chat. Massive, massive <laughs> um, We are on the way. Um, but I think we're over halfway to our 300. <laughs> yeah. So, so make sure we're, we're, we're liking. Now, I am aware, Lee, I know you've got to go very, very shortly. Um, uh, can we do a, a few quick-fire uh, opinions on certain players just before we leave? Because I know people like to get your opinions on certain players, particularly some of the French-based players. Um, first of all, uh, we talked about him with uh, Antonio Mango. This, this man, Ryan Cherokee, um, talk to us about him. How good can he be? Um, and, you know, is he destined for the big move this summer, potentially? Ryan Cherokee is like the golden boy of French football. Also, he should have been when he broke on the scene a couple of years ago. Uh, he's 19 years old. He has a contract till 2025. Um, he was linked with PSG very, very strongly last summer. Um, he is one of those players that he's, he's got the potential to be generational. Um, he hasn't quite fulfilled that yet, just purely because the ex-Leon manager, Peter Bosch, didn't quite fancy him. He had a couple of injuries. But since Laurent Blanc come in in January, he's really kind of just really kicked on. You may have seen some of his skills and goals towards the end of the season. He's been in incredible form. It's time for him now to really kick on next season. I know football advisor um, at PSG, um, Luis Campos interested in him, wants him. Um, it's not going to come cheap. He's not going to come cheap at all. Um, but we'll see what happens with him. Leon are in a really strange position right now. New ownership, new, new manager, um, not quite where they should be. Very much underwhelming in Ligue 1. Um, again, third season in a row they've not qualified for Europe is a guy that needs to be playing at a higher level. Keep an eye out for him if he stays at Lyon, if he can catch a French league and match with him in. He's a joy to watch. He really is technically very, very sound. Um, no caps for France yet. Hopefully in the future he will. I'm sure he will. Eligible to play for Italy as well. So it'll be interesting where he, his allegiances lie at international level. 
uh, full international level, but we'll see. But certainly someone to keep an eye on if you've not watched him or heard about him, but certainly got all the attributes to go to the very, very top, and he's only 90. Okay. Um, really quickly moving on. Um, we talked about him again on Tuesday. Uh, Adrian uh, Truffert. Well done, Trebian. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, born in Belgium, 21 years old, but actually represents France. Only broke into the scene 2020, actually. Um, good attacking left back. Um, made a real kind of big impact on the scene in, in French football. On his debut, came on as a sub, uh, set up a goal and scored the winner. Since then, been quite a good eye for gold, actually. And he's already got a cap for the French national team. Um, and he's 21, so... You know, you, you've seen the depth of quality in the French national team. So breaking into that is, is not easy, especially when you're playing Ligue 1. So, you know, great talent, lots of, you know, big future ahead of him. Uh, Ren have got a really good, solid team, actually, of good youngsters. I mean, Guiri and Martin Terrier, we spoke about some of these players on the show before in the past. He's another one that's come through um, at that club. So, keep, again, keep an eye on him. He will go on and make more caps for France and hopefully in the future get, get a big move. So, yeah, good, 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 good left back, good attacking left back. I'll, I'll just throw a couple more out there, uh, and then I, I'm, there might be a couple more Daz that leave based questions just before you leave. Sure. Um, uh, this guy, uh, Desiree Dewey, um, linked with Newcastle, in fact. Um, yesterday, Mark Douglas of, uh, uh, of the iPaper uh, mentioned that we're looking at potentially a £12 million move for him. Uh, what do you make of? Uh, um, Desiree Douay, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, he's um, again, we talked about the golden boy of French football. He's the golden boy of Ren. Ren are not going to get let him go for, for 12 million quid, and they're not going to let him go easily. Um, he has incredible future ahead of him, great talent, um, pace, power, can finish. He's only young, he's a young, he's a young man, he's 17, 18. Um, just quote me on that. Um, yeah, he's yeah, uh, um, doing his uh, exams or something I was reading. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's really young, but he's broke through really quickly. And he's very similar at Ren, very similar to Kamavinga. Kamavinga broke through at, at 16. Um, and Ren, no, you know, have uh, always give, give players a chance, no matter what age they are. He's really took that on and he's, he's been fantastic. So they will not want to lose him. and But it will take something bigger than 12 million to get to get to get this guy. Um, lots of talent, bags of talent. is raw. He would need some time. If, if anyone were able to get their hands on him, he'd need some time. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's got plenty in his locker, but, you know, there's still some elements of his game that need plenty of uh, adapting and plenty of improvement yet. But you can see there's some serious raw talent there in this, in this guy. Any quest, Any league-based questions, Daz? There, there is uh, two right together on the same player, and it is on Xavi uh, oh. Simons. Uh, a bit of talk about him. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, an, another of a big, long list of screw-ups from Paris Saint-Germain. Um, I don't know what to say. This guy is extremely talented. Just wanted to make it at PSG. Wanted to come <laughs> Uh, you know, make it through the ranks at PSG and the, the door was blocked for him as per usual. Uh, we are seeing signs that the club have finally f figured out how to run the club, club properly and efficiently, but it might be too late for Xavi Simmons. Now, there is a buyback clause inserted. It was a, it was reported it was 12 million, but 
there is some um, which believed to be a little bit less than that, actually, around about eight or nine million, which is incredible. Um, if PSG don't opt to sign this guy for nine million, then I do not know what to say. I do not know what to say. This guy is a, is a future talent. I know Arsenal are interested in him. Um, PSV want to keep him, but he's destined for, for bigger things than PSV. Um, I could see him in the Premier League. I'm not so sure he's going to go back to PSG uh, because although there, there is a, uh, a buyback clause on it, he has to agree to it. And right now, PSG don't even have a manager. They don't even know if they're going to keep their best player beyond the summer. Um, <laughs> everything's up in the air. So for him, he wants some stability. He wants to know he's going to be, you know, the man who's going to, he's going to get game time, which he didn't get previously. I can see him in the Premier League. I can see him moving to the Premier League very, very soon. If not this summer, definitely next summer. But um, again, a real, a real talent, a real talent. And mm. this, this answers uh, the, who, who Lee alluded to there. It was a question by Sean Sweet earlier about French international, probably leaving PSG. That's who he's talking about there. Uh, Sean Casey, I'd say. But uh, moving on from that, uh, let's go another one for Lee. Uh, Gouri, you mentioned Gouri earlier. Uh, Kev asked any chance that he's moving. Did he, he not move last year? He did, yeah. He moved from Nice to Rennes and um, he didn't get on too well with uh, at, uh, at Nice. Um, so he, he moved up to Rennes. He's done really well there. Um, scored quite a few goals towards the end of the season, actually. He seems to have found his scoring boots. That's because uh, Martin Terrier got injured. He had a cruciate knee ligament injury. I think we've, he was linked with Newcastle, wasn't he? I think in January, Martin Terrier. Um, so he's kind of jumped in and he's done a really good job of keeping Rennes um, where they are. Qualified them for the Europa League. So, yeah, he's uh, found his scoring boots finally. I think he's found a place that, that, that suits him very well. But I do think, again, someone who's destined for a bigger move eventually, maybe got another year at Wren before he, he moves on. I think the Premier League would suit him really well, actually. Uh, potentially a move to Serie A, we'll see. But he's hugely talented, hugely talented uh, player, really skillful and uh, very technically very sound as well. Um, but yeah, big fan. I, I've told you before, you know, what I think of Amingwiri and um, yeah, hopefully in the future we'll see him get, get a bigger move. I won't even mention uh, Siseko Fafana, but uh, uh, but there's another one here. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Turan, like he's, he's been talked about in Newcastle circles and Liverpool circles as well. But you yeah. think he's on the move? I do. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's with the greatest respect and the greatest yeah, greatest respect for Denise. He's um, he's ready for his move now. Um, incredibly good technical footballer, um, powerful, strong, can finish, speed. He's a big lad. He's a big strapping lad. And he almost defies, you know, um, uh, science and, and, and biology in terms of the way he glides and moves. Someone so big and so, you know, he's so athletic. Um, I think Liverpool uh, have been quite heavily linked with him, haven't they? I'm yeah. surprised nobody else is really coming in for him. Um, I think he said no to Paris Saint-Germain just purely because... He wants to play outside of France. No, nothing wrong with that. And you understand that he wants to move to, you know, a bigger, more high-profile high football league. Um, but he's one of those players that somebody will sign him and then, you know, one or two other clubs will turn around and go, hold on, why didn't we come into this guy? You know, he's he's one of those ones who's, you know, got, again, a massive future ahead of him. He's got his dad, Liam Turam, who's directing him and giving him, you know, all the advice to, in terms of where where to play his football next and where to kind of, um, 
you know, where would be best for him to improve his, his chances of getting into the French national squad on a more regular basis. So, yeah, it's, um, is, this is a great, great, great player, really good player. And um, so on to keep your eye out for it if you haven't watched him. But uh, I think he'll be in the Premier League, definitely. He's primed for it. And I think that's where he'll be. Uh, just one more for me, because I know you, you've got to go. John Clare Tadebo. Uh, he, yep. he was linked with us. Do you think he, he's going to move this window? Possibly. Possibly, again, somebody who could come out of Nice. Now, Nice will want to build their project. Of course, they will. Um, it looks as though... Um, Jim Ratcliffe, who's the owner of Ineos and Nice, might not get his wish of Manchester United. And if he doesn't, then he'll want to put all his eggs into, into Nice, of course. That may need, um, and I'm, I'm sure he won't want to get rid of John Claire Toddybo because he's one of their, but their best players. Um, I think he'll accept losing Kefren Toram, but maybe not John Claire Toddybo. He's built a real solid defensive partnership next to Dante. Um, nice have had a really good second half of the season. Fell off a little bit towards the end, but a really good second half of the season. He's been one of the key elements of that. You know, they've stopped leaking goals. They've been solid at the back. And um, he's been part of that. This guy, you know, went off to Barcelona at a really young age. Spent two years there. Yes, he was loaned out. But Barcelona seen something in him very early on. And he's come back to Nice. Again, like where he's found his home found somewhere where he's been able to flourish under um under under the you know in the right environment. Um but I think he'll be back for two or three years at, at Nice and then he'll he'll go on and move on. Could he move this summer? Absolutely. Yeah, there's a few clubs that have been interested in him or certainly watching him. He may get another year at Nice. That's what I think will happen before he gets his big move. So I think Turan maybe this summer and and Tolibo potentially next summer will leave. Right, I know you've got to go. Um, I know there was a second for final question. Then. We'll, we'll save that for next time. Um, what was it? Go on. What was it? What was it? You know, on the second. Is he moving this summer? Moving this summer. I'm going to say no. He's, he's in the Champions League. I, I sat here last summer and I said, if he's there, if he's at Lons on the first of September, 2022, I'd be surprised. He stayed. He helped get them to the Champions League. I think he stays for the Champions League season and then I think he goes next season. Yeah, Don't ask me to. No <laughs> yeah. idea. But he no will idea. go. I think he'll go next season. I think he'll have one more year. Uh, Lee, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for, Thank for you. joining us. Thanks it. for having us. Oh, Thank yeah, you, yeah. guys. Great to see you all. <laughs> Ollie, Charlie, nice to meet you guys. You Always too, brother. Great, great to hear your input. Fantastic stuff. Daz, Pete, thank you very much. And everybody out there, <laughs> thanks for the questions. And I hope to see you guys again soon over the summer. Yeah, we'll get you back Where on definitely at some point. But you take care. Have a good rest of good... August. Champions League draw. <laughs> Bring it on. Pen Penciled in the daily. PSG. PSG. <laughs> we want PSG. That's we'll what we want. See you there. <laughs> yeah. See, see you later. Take care, guys. See you, mate. Great to have, great to have him on. Uh, we always have to get the French input because he's just he's got so much knowledge of the of the league um, and the players. So it's, I wish it's... I'd stuck in a French in school now. Yeah, oh, <laughs> just, he, 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 just being sitting in, in France with him, he's just like yeah, just, it's just and yeah, next, yeah. Level, next level. But uh, <laughs> um, great to have Leon as always. But boys, I, I saved a couple. Of our, uh, uh, well, I say more than a couple, there's a few, but two particular ones for you guys. And um, first of all, this came out today, which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, 
And there's links now that Tottenham are not going to take up their option or can't take up their option of their after their two-year loan of Dijan uh, Kulisevsky. Um, and today in the Chronicle, um, it was mentioned that Newcastle had been offered the chance to buy Dejan Kulisevsky uh, after, obviously, it, as it says on there, the Tottenham deal falls through. Charlie, like, do you know anything about this? But in particular, I want to get your opinion first off on Dejan Kulisevsky. Would you take him at Newcastle? Oh, well, Damien, I, th- I think it would be a no-brainer. I mean... He came to Tottenham and he, he sort of smashed up and he went a little bit quiet, didn't he, towards the back of the seat. He was, he was injured and stuff, wasn't he? But, I mean, he's definitely somebody... He, he's a 100% upgrade on, you know, Murphy or Almiron. Like, that's pretty undisputed. My concern is the Isak chant because, like, the Alexander Isak chant is gimme, gimme, gimme a striker from Sweden and Tottenham fans sing gimme, gimme, gimme a ginger from Sweden. So... We're gonna, if if Kulishevsky does sign for Newcastle, we're going to have to try and we're going to have to sort something out. I don't know if we're going to have an arm wrestle, or we're going to have a little game of poker, or whatever, or a little game of singles in the Newcastle training ground. So we're going to have to do something about that. We can't sign him now; it's ruined the chat. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's a cla- he is a class player. I mean, if anybody's going to come in and upgrade the squad, it's always a bonus. You know what I mean? If he's if he's, if he's counters right, the background checks all good, and the price is right. Get him in. Hey, oh, hold on a second. I, I just saw that. <laughs> Come on. No. What was that? Me? No, he's on about me. No, 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 he's on no. about oh. me, me and my bro. <laughs> he said, Lee's the best David. No, 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 no. Come on. I'm here every day. Every well, day. Like, you're, you're, getting, you're getting this one question, Sophie, because it comes up every year, every summer in, in, in uh, January. Uh, I have got no chance. I, I, and trust me. <laughs> Trust me, Ian, I've tried many a time over the year. I have got no chance. Uh, if you met him, if you met him in person, you'd understand why. He's, a, he's an absolute unit. Uh, but um, yeah, you've got no chance of that. But um, Ollie, I want to come to you with regards to Kuzevsky. He has had a bit of an injury ravaged season, but correct me if I'm wrong, he was talking about 23 million to potentially get this deal signed up. Surely that 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 would be a no-brainer if that was if that was the case that it that it was. Yeah. I, I had heard it, but it was around that sort of fee. Yeah, because the last thing I read was that if Tottenham qualified for the Champions League, they had an obligation to buy him for thirty-five million euros, which is thirty million, I think. But obviously, they haven't done that. They haven't even finished in Europe. So I think what I last read was that they were trying to negotiate that fee down with Juventus. But obviously, because there's no obligation, obviously there's no obligation now, so that it almost gives us a chance to get in there if we wanted them. So. I think the only thing for me is, even though it would be great to have squad depth and bring in, say, Madison and Kulisevsky, I think they're two players who would be expecting to play. And I think if we signed Madison and played him on the right, I think Kulisevsky wouldn't come in to be back up. I'm not sure we're at that stage yet where we could have someone like him come in. And Obviously, we need a, we need a big squad, but um, I get the feeling he'd fill Madison's space. But then it's good to have options. I mean, if, if Madison does end up going to Spurs, could we, could we look at Kulisevsky instead? I'm not sure he's the same calibre of player, but... Um, but yeah, the fact the fact Tottenham's obligation to buy is expired now, it leaves the door open, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Daz, I know we've we've we touched on Kulisevsky briefly, but what are your thoughts on on Dejan Kulisevsky? Would would you take him? I think it's a really interesting point that Oli made about you know potentially getting in the way and and kind of clashing with other players that we've been linked with. 
yeah, look, it depends what what our overall plans are. If he, if he fits into to uh, when we don't have someone else coming in that position yet, uh, why not? But also, uh, yeah, it was Chris Hall that mentioned it over six months ago. He made this suggestion, but uh, um, if if Spurs didn't qualify for the Champions League, and at that stage it was a pipe dream. Well, now it's reality. We wouldn't us, us there, um, and then. The other thing is, yeah, I want us to be getting him for the same price that Spurs, Spurs are offering. I don't want them to up their price because it's Newcastle now and we're in the Champions League, whatever. So, you know, what, uh, a deal could be struck there if, if uh, I'd say I imagine he's on the list, but he's, he may be lower down on the list. But I, I'd take him. Yeah, if I'm being totally honest, boy, I don't think I don't think we're going to be looking to prioritise a winger. I think it's definitely a centre midfielder, possibly two, and then a left back. I think that's the three priorities. I don't think we're we're going to be going um, gung ho on a winger. Yeah, it's, um, it'd have to be someone special, or certainly the right price to to get them uh, get that get them out of there. Um, and, and the player that was linked with his earlier on in the week again, another one that kind of came out of the blue um, is Felix um, Emeka. Um, so this one definitely came out of the blue for us because we'd planned something else for the evening. And all of a sudden, me, Daz and Chris were scrambling <laughs> to do a live because this news had break, broken. And, and it was uh, Luke Edwards again saying that we'd been poised to move for Felix Umeka, um from Augsburg um, for around 15 million. Um, how much do you know about Felix Emeka, uh, boys? Have uh, you seen much of him? And what do you what do you think about the potential of signing him, Charlie? Um, well, I, I mean, I'm not going. I'm not on this podcast to be some sort of no no charlatan or anything. Like when I remember when <laughs> when when we were talking about Demarco before, I, I, I pitched me a little bit insight there. You know, I, I have a friend that is in Milan. Not I, I knew I knew a good bit about Demarco, but I'd be lying. Back if I in Milan. I'd be I'd be lying if I said I was a, a encyclopedia on the mention. You know I, mean? I can barely pronounce the last name. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, Oli Nevis, you want to take the lead on this one, brother? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen him play, but I, I was writing a piece for the blog the night he obviously the, the news came out from Luke Edwards, and obviously the fact he played for Man City, I think he did actually appear once in the Champions League off the bench for them. But obviously he's been released there. He's I think he's made a bit of a career for himself in the Bundesliga. And if you look at his profile, I think he's about six foot three. I think he can play, like we've mentioned, number six and number eight. So he's quite versatile. And I've, I spoke to a guy called Ronan Murphy at Football Transfers, who's like a Bundesliga pundit there. And he was basically saying that he's he's a little bit like McTominay in his style. I know that won't that won't sell sell it to a lot of people because people don't want people don't want McTominay. But I think he's seen as quite a, a physical specimen who can get up and down the pitch play in the deep line role and in the box-to-box role. Um, and I think as well, if it's 15 million for a 22-year-old with potential, I mean, if Eddie Howe can get the best out of him for 50 and he's only 15 million, then it could be one of those sort of cut price deals that end up end up being a great signing. But, but we'll see. I don't know, I don't know what the, the Barella stuff and how, how that impact, impacts Nemeca, to be honest. It screams a little bit Dan Ashraf, this one. Like a, a sort of like yeah. a, a Dan Ashraf style of signing where Know, relative unknown from Europe, get them in quite cheap, and then next thing you know, he's, he's an absolute ball. I know what I mean. He's in the big clubs are coming, like f- if, from when he was at Brighton. Um, yeah. I, I mean, one one thing that's worth mentioning there when Charlie just said Dan Ashworth. I know Dan Ashworth used to work in the FA, where he'd obviously oversee some of the England youth teams. Yeah. So 
I know Nomeka played for England before he then became yeah, he did. German yeah, international. I've seen, so I've seen who, that. I've seen that. Wow. Yeah, so who knows? There's a chance Dan Ashworth might have thought, oh, I remember him when he was playing for England at youth level, and now obviously he's moved to Germany, and I think his price tag there, you know what it's like if you're a Premier League proven player, you're immediately worth 50 million plus, whereas in mm-hmm. Germany, I don't think Wolfsburg have done too well in recent years, so maybe the, the price would be a little bit cheaper because of that. So, so yeah, maybe you're right, Charlie. Dan Ashworth might have uh, had a bit of history with him. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, we're getting to the point now where uh, we're, we're going to look at uh, uh, some quick-fire questions from 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 the chat. But uh, just, a, just a reminder, Daz, um, we'll, have we got a members draw tonight? We do have a members draw tonight. Do you want to do it now? Why not? The boys, not? Are, here. Well, the boys are here. Why oh, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what this is, boys, but but the members draw is, is up and running. So, guys, do you want to let us here. know what, what's in it? Okay, so hopefully you can see my screen. I think you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here, here's the wheel uh, with all our members <laughs> listed on uh, on it. Uh, so up for, up for grabs is a a voucher for the Newcastle Club shop worth just over £70. So that will allow you to buy buy one of the, the, the new kits. So, um, yeah, these this are a number of prizes that have been donated by Tampa Toon, our friend Tampa Toon. So here we go. Best luck to everyone. You have, And remember, once you, the name is cut out, you have one week to claim your prize. All right, so we move on. We have to move on. We have to keep the show on the road. So best luck to everyone. Here goes. Oh, drum roll, drum roll at the ready. Oh, who's that? James Mitch. Congratulations, James Mitch. Congratulations, James Mitch. You have one week. If you're you're in the chat now, great, let us know. About contact us on on Twitter. Any of us are on on the loaded chat, our loaded Twitter, and uh, we will get that uh, voucher sent out to you. So, congratulations, James. Or if he's not listening, the chat will roll it again. We'll roll, we'll roll again. I think I have to log out now to, to get myself back on. So I'll be back in a sec. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is at the point of the show where Daz's internet starts to just slow down just a little bit. But um, uh, I hope you boys are okay just, just for a few minutes. We've got some questions that I really wanted to ask you just from people in the chat. Um, so Craig Lee's put in here. I'll ask you this one, Ollie. Um does anyone think Gordon should uh, sack off the under 21 euros and get preseason under Eddie Howe? He has been called up, but do you think that will be a hindrance to him or, or a benefit being in the Euros? To be honest with you, I think it'll benefit him. I think playing a, a competitive level just before you then come back and join, obviously, the team for preseason, I think that can only help. I mean, since he signed from Everton in January, he's not actually played that many games. He's come off the bench a few times, and I think he's probably only started three, three or four, maybe at best. So I think him, if he's going to play for England and he can play regularly there over the tournament, I think that can only help him build his confidence, build his fitness. And I get the feeling from that, I don't know if you saw the post-match interview with him after the Chelsea game, and he he, he kind of admitted that he hadn't been there physically, mentally, and that he was really raring to go. And I think playing for the under-21s just before he returns for, for pre-season will do him the world of good, to be honest. Definitely. And uh, um, Charlie, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but this... Uh, broke not long before we came on air and uh, Fabrizio Romano had mentioned a young 16-year-old defender, Leo uh, um, Sahar, um, has or is in negotiations um, potentially to be coming to Newcastle. 
um, uh, over from Wolves. Uh, England international defender and one for the future. And uh, um, David Shivers has mentioned uh, Wolves youth coming in. Um, what do you, not necessarily about him in, in in particular, but what do you make about how seemingly Dan Ashworth is going about his business? Because I'm assuming it's him that's doing this. He's bringing in and highlighting these top, top young players um, as ones for the future. Well, mate, I mean, you've just took the words out of my mouth there. We touched on Dan, uh, Dan Ashworth having his fingerprints all over the uh, Nemeka deal. Yeah. I mean, this this is this this absolutely screams Dan Ashworth, you know what I mean? Um, since he's come in, can you remember he did a BT sport interview? This was when he was still at, uh, at Brighton. Brighton. He, did a, he, yeah. he, did a, he did a pitch save before a Brighton game and he said there was like five pillars like to his philosophy. It was obviously first team, I think women's team was one. One of them was youth, te- uh, youth team. And I think since Dan Ashworth's come in, you've seen the youth team, his fingerprints have been on that more than anything. I mean, um, especially like growing up in the northeast and like, like being, being from Newcastle, as long as I've been alive, it was always sort of considered that Sunderland had the better academy. I mean, you can see that in the in the youth, in, in the England team. You've got Jordan Pickford, Jordan Henderson. Newcastle Academy hasn't really been producing that type of player. And I think one thing from the takeover that's gonna excel that's gonna really excite fans, what fans will can really get behind is if they start producing some some talent coming through the youth academy, obviously whether they're from Newcastle or from elsewhere. And I think Dan Ash that's gonna be key to that. Yeah, uh, just double checking with nothing Nobby can say in there in the chat. It looks like um, the chap from from Napoli uh, is, is is going to uh, Bayern, Bayern Ooh. Munich, according to, to Fabrizio. Breaking news! Uh, so Kim Ming Jae um, has been linked with Newcastle. Uh, he was in uh, our earlier discussions um, the other week, but looking like he could well be heading um, to Bayern. Um, I'm sure Bayern have got like six centre backs. Yeah, they have. Delit and uh, yeah. and a, a few others. Like, boy, what? No, what? What would you do, lad? Do you know if you were in his position? Like, if 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 we were sitting here, the four of us, we were multi-millionaires football players. Bayern Munich would never be somewhere that like interests me because it's just <clears> a, it's. I know you're guaranteed to win the league every year, but I'd I'd want to go. I know he's been linked to Man United, he's been linked to Newcastle, but I'd want to go somewhere that can test yourself, you know what I mean? Bayern Munich's just a it's an easy given, isn't it? It is, isn't it? I mean drama they've had in their the biggest drama they've had in their league for years is the <clears> fact that they still won the league on the last day of the season. <laughs> look look at look at um Pep. He's, he he tends to go to the clubs that are going to win the league as well. Uh, like he's in, so he he'd probably go to Germany now and win the league. He's won it with, with Napoli in initially, so he he, yeah. We move on. We move on from. He does look a, a beast, uh, but uh, we'll move on. Uh, okay, guys, uh, uh, you're back. You've returned. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, look, I'm going to let you take the reins on the questions. I, I did the first okay. couple just while you were cool, kind of cool. uh, uh, some great questions in the chat. I've got to say, massive thanks as always to people in the chat um, for their superb questions and some tasty ones in there too. Yeah. Okay. Let me just go. Let me start at the top. So, um, Savalansky, what are you thinking, lads? If you're coming to Newcastle, Savalansky. I think it's him. I think it's him or Madison. I can't. Mm. I, I can't see both of them coming in. No, I think they'd feel very similar roles, wouldn't they? They're kind of 
a bit like Madison, the kind of inverted winger, so you can drift inside, but they're going to also play number 10, <laughs> a more attacking number eight. So, yeah, I think the money you'd spend on two similar yeah. players there, it's one or the other. So, yeah. I think Sabozla would be more expensive as well with them being younger, with them not having the same contract situation as Madison. I think you'd be looking at having to spend quite a bit more to get him. Um, yeah. Obviously, a club as well who's got Champions League football, so they're not they're not really in any rush to sell, whereas Leicester kind of need the funds. He's got a year on his contract, so... Uh, so yeah, I think he cost quite a bit more than Madison. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I couldn't pronounce the Nemeka's name before. I'm not even going to try and butcher. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to butcher that one with me, Jordi Patois. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Jordi Patois. I love it. Come <laughs> on, Charlie, give it a go. Dominic Slobberfly. Just to say slob, Slobberfly. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We're taking it. We're taking it. The one thing I'll say, just before the new, other questions come in, it has gone a little bit cold, hasn't it? From that ramp up after the end of the season, and it was like sub a slide, sub a slide. Yeah. Last week or yeah. week and a half, it has con- kind of gone quiet on on him. So, which makes you think, you know, is there really really anything in it? I, I don't know. Yeah. When you said it went a little bit cold, Pete, I thought you were about to be in my front garden. I was saying it's still absolutely, <laughs> still absolutely, still absolutely beaming here, brother. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the kitchen now. I wish I was outside with you, mate. Like, I, I, I there, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just one thing on Sabozlai there. When you mentioned that, Pete, it just made me think that there was a period where I know Luke Edwards, the Telegraph, put a piece out saying that Newcastle kind of want to know that Madison definitely wants to move. And then in that period of a week after that, there was a lot of uh, Sabozlai links and it made me wonder, I'm, I'm sure he is someone we're looking at, but maybe those links emerged to try and sort of push Madison into thinking, wait a second, if I don't make my decision here, Newcastle are going to go for someone else. Because it sometimes can be smoke and mirrors like that. So it makes you wonder if, the, if that was timed on purpose. I love, I love the way Ali has it nailed down. Saying uh, <laughs> like, yeah, nailed down. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he said it about five times in one sentence. I like it. I like it. I'm just, I'm just glad <laughs> we haven't been linked with that Napoli winger because I'd struggle there. Ah, oh, kick it, kick it. Oh, 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 oh my god, Keegan. Does it, does it, does it. Love him. We, we've been talking about him for a year, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, he, he, he is unbelievable. Stop. We're going live. If we're ever linked to a serious thing with him, we're going live, Pete. I don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any time of the day. Any... He was actually mentioned. There was, a, there was actually a couple, a couple of sort of articles towards the end, I think, of, of the season just gone. I think it was The Athletic who mentioned his name as someone we like, but then, I mean, who doesn't like him? But yeah. they kind of said, unless we... I mean, we, do, we did get Champions League, but unless we somehow got access to mega money, which based on recent reports, we've got a decent amount, but maybe not not hundreds and hundreds to spend this summer. So when you get in the Champions League, you never know who you're going to attract. I mean, the Barella moves are probably an example of how ambitious we're, we're going to be now. But yeah, I think, I wouldn't say his name, but I think he'll probably be moving to Real Madrid or a Man yeah. City, won't he? That might be a step they're too far him, for now. They him for like 10 million or something like last season as well, yeah. didn't they? Something crazy. Was, Kim yeah. and Jay as well, he joined last season as well. They signed him for about 16 million or something. Yeah. Crazy. They're, they're going to get ripped apart in that league, though. They're, they're, they're like they're like the latest hipster team on there. Remember when Ajax came through, Monaco, <laughs> yeah. Monaco, Monaco came through one, one year. I think Atletico Madrid. There's always been a Dortmund were one year. There's always been a, like a hipster team that's come through and yeah. that gets ripped to shreds. And Napoli look like they're going to be that team, don't they? Mm. Won't be us. We won't be ripped apart like that. <laughs> let's move on. Let's go let's go to um you either fit your 50 million, would you spend it on Barella or would you go for Vega and other Guller? 
two young lads. Well, do you want to take this, Charlie? Or? Oh, okay. I, well, um, I mean, I th- to quote Brendan Rodgers with Madison last season, I think uh, you'd, you'd probably be able to get Barella's left leg for 50 million. I think we're probably going to have to push <laughs> the boat a little bit further. Um, but I'd go for, I mean, I'm excited now. Now I've seen the links for Barella. I mean, I mean, I'm all for it, you know what I mean? Just that's that's that yeah. would that would be the one I'd be going for. That's if uh, between between the options there. Yeah. I mean, Vieira's more one for the future, isn't he? He's, he's, he's young, isn't he? Barella's for the here and now. He, he's like the he'd be the statement, wouldn't he? Yeah, I know that um, Arda Gula, the Fenerbahce, he's only 18, I think. And I was reading for um, Fabrizio Romano saying a few days ago that. Because he played more than 1,500 minutes for Fenerbahce this season, he's released clauses, I think it's 17.5 million euros. So that's that's only 15 million, which if he's one of the Europe's best young players, I mean, 15 million, he could be worth 10 times that in a couple mm. of years if he's if he really is one of the best. So yeah. to be honest with you, I can see us, if that deal is doable for us, I can see us going for someone like him alongside uh, a Barella. I know that's ambitious, but I think they'd see him as more of a, a Garan Quill type signing who's... Wouldn't come in and play for the under twenty ones, of course not. But it would maybe would come in and get loaned out, and then be a player for the first team in a few years. But obviously there'll be massive competition for him. Um, so yeah, we'll have to hope Dan Ash was on that on that one as well. Since you mentioned Garen Cole, let's go to this one. And uh, not uh, would you send him out on loan again, or would you have him stick around for a year? I, I think he's going out on loan. That's the mm. yeah. I mean, um, the, I mean, he had a bit of a nightmare, didn't he? At heart, he was he found himself on the bench and stuff, and he didn't really get much, didn't really have much of an impact. But you can't really judge it. It's a bit hit and miss, hit and miss sending him up. The, I mean, he got off the plane from Australia and was sent him up to. to to bloody Scotland in January, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a little, it's a bit of a culture shock there, you know what I mean? And like, obviously, Matty, Matty Longstaff went up there and had, a, had an absolute nerve at Aberdeen. I would like to see him. I'd like to see him in, in in the English in the English pyramid system, like you know, like do a research about where we're going to send him to and and give him a good little crack. Maybe his League One, top end of League One Championship and. I wouldn't. I, he's not going to get a kick at Newcastle next season, really. He's, so I, I, I'd be sending him out on loan. But he definitely, he's got something about him. You know what I mean? He's, he's definitely got something about him. Would you send him to like a Southampton? Yeah, I mean, I think like Charlie said, I think, I think getting him a, a move to the Championship would be ideal because I think, I mean, the first thing that's important is getting him game time because obviously at heart he was. There was so many times I had a little look and he was he was on the bench and not even coming on towards the end of the season. I think it's worth mentioning that he came from Australia as a, like a 17-year-old. He's turned 18 now. But if you're a 17-year-old lad, you've left your family the other side of the world, it's probably quite useful for him to be in a squad at heart where he had three other Australian internationals to who be familiar faces, familiar voices. And I think as well with Shola Ramiobi, sometimes visiting some of our loan players, it's not actually that far north for him to just go up there, see him, and vice versa. So I think for his first few months, I know it was frustrating not to see him get game time. And it'll be really important this summer to find a move where he does play, but I think I can kind of understand why we let him go there initially. But uh, but yeah, I think a championship move would be good to get him used to the physical football in, of England, but also even the climate. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but Australia is <laughs> a totally different place to play football, isn't it? Hundred totally. percent. I mean, you you would have probably touched, would have probably landed at Newcastle Airport with your surfboard and that from Australia, and would have been, <laughs> we would have sent him north of the border, and he would have been. It was January as well, by the way, so a little bit of a culture shock. <laughs> Simon put, put, in the, put in the chat just the, just a second ago. Um, I'll just steal the chat just for a second. Yeah. Um, 
Kowal could play in the cups earlier. Hey, we're part of the big boys now, Simon. We actually go into the third round at the latter stage of the cups, and you know, is he going to want to stick around in January? Who knows? But Brett C mentioned maybe Bristol Rovers. He, you know, Elliot Anderson had a great stint there. Could it yeah. be that? I would personally try and play him. You know, if he can be guaranteed to play week in week out, I'd, I'd want him to go in the championship. I don't even yeah. think. Um, I don't even think we're. Do you know what we played Tranmere in the, in the second round of the of the cup last season? I don't yeah. even. I think we're actually going to buy. Uh, this yeah. season because we're, yeah. we're in the because yeah. Newcastle are in the Champions League. I, I don't even think so. That's one early round out the way just just to start. Uh, yeah, maybe you could use use them as a, a sweetener in in a deal. Like let's say if as you said Southampton people like, for like like so Walker Peters or someone I don't know uh, from, from Southampton. But let's they see developing young players as well. That's yeah, they develop yeah. players. You look yeah. at Lavia, who we've been linked with as well. Defensive midfielder, yeah. like he's come from uh, Man City, many others, uh, Alcaraz, who we've been linked with. They love working with young players. He could be perfect for them. Mm. Okay, next next question, uh, Charlie. I will put this to Ali as well, but I'm going to straight straight to you with this one, Charlie. Uh, if you had a hundred million, <laughs> would you spend it all on beer, or would you get some nuts as well? Well, I'd spend a little bit of it on beer because I've currently run out at the minute. I mean, I've got some in the fridge, so. I've, I'd probably I'd have about ninety nine million pounds to spend on players. Oh, wait, on nuts, not nuts, not players. <laughs> no, forget the nuts, forget the nuts. No, maybe pork scratchings or do you know them? What they call the McCoy's crisps, pork scratchings, something like oh. that. Not nuts, forget forget nuts, man. Not no. for me. McCoy's the class, though. Man. Oh, the, the the green pack, the, the cheese yeah. and onion ones. They are they are they are god tier crisps. No, what, not what, if, if we ask if uh, we ask Charlie the next question, you can go and get grab yourself another beer, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, man. <Mir. laughs> he, he didn't need any more nah. encouragement. He's gone. I love it. Do you want that one, Ali, or do you want a different question? I mean, I was going to say, if Newcastle needed an extra thirty million to get Barella, I would just give a little bit to them if if it meant signing Barella. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go with this one. Um, yeah, okay. This one comes from Daryl. Do you guys think Lascelles, Lewis, and Mankio get sold, loaned out, or stay this season? Mm. It's interesting that because I, I obviously I can't see them being part of Eddie Howe's plans because they haven't been for a while now. Mm. And the tough part is, especially with someone like Lewis, is when he signed for what was a fifteen million from Norwich, he, he was probably on decent wages then. I mean, when you sign for a Premier League team for that sort of money, you're not going to be on like a championship wage. So I think the problem we've got with someone like him is that there'll be championship interest, but they probably couldn't afford his wages. So, And also, he's not played enough game time for, for Premier League clubs to come in and think he's ready to start playing in the, in the Premier League now. So I think there'll be championship interest, but loan bids. And I think with Lascelles, I saw Luton linked with Lascelles. Mm. Um, and he's at a difficult point in his career, isn't he? Because he, I know how often praises him and said he's... A bit like a younger version of like the Richies and Dummets that he's so good behind the scenes and he's a leader. And I think Howe is really happy to have him, but he's getting to that stage of his career now where he wants to play. So I think if like a Nottingham Forest, for example, if they came back, um, I know he's he's from Utoxeter, which isn't too far from from there. So if his family are still based around there, I know he's he's got a partner and kids at up in Newcastle, but if he got like a permanent move to say Nottingham Forest and he could play every week but play in the Premier League, I think it's probably a good time for him to go and he'd he'd leave with everyone's best wishes. But so yeah, I think I think with Lascelles, it'll be dependent on if we get another right-sided centre back because we haven't got that much depth there, and obviously it's going to be a busy season. So, so yeah, I can see I can see Mankio going back to Spain. There's been a few links with a few clubs in Spain now for a while. 
And I know Kraft's getting back to full fitness. So, so yeah, I could see maybe Lascelles and Mankiw possibly on permanent in, in a Lewis loan deal, to be honest. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll go to you as well, Charlie. On Do you think Lascelles, Lewis and Mankiw get sold, loaned out or stay this season? Um, I, I mean, I, I could... I could see Lachelle's being a, a high-profile casualty. I mean, he's he's been, and I obviously got a lot of stick when he's playing, but he's everyone knows he's been a wicked servant and stuff, and he has been a captain behind the scenes. I mean, it must have been put yourself in Jamal Lachelle's shoes. It must have been tough being the the captain, but so it's almost like the John Terry situation when he lifts the cup, but he's not really. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I, I think Lachelle's will be one of them players. You've seen them leave in recent years, like like Selvy and stuff. Like when when his time does come to an end, he'll yeah. get the full sort of adulation of the fans. I, I would expect him to leave this summer. I, I, right. I do. I think I think he's at out them free. Well, Lewis as well. I think the shells will be the one wanting to to, um, to play first team football. Everton. I mean, I've been doing a little bit of work for the Liverpool uh, Echo lately. I know Everton. They've just they've decided not to opt for Conor Cody's. Yeah, new deal. Yeah, Mina's on his way out. Yeah. I think someone like Everton could do with Jamal Lachelle. It's not like a, get a leader in the dressing room. I mean, he's not he's not good enough for Newcastle right now, but there's no denying he's definitely a, a mid-table, bottom-half, Premier League calibre centre-back, in my opinion, anyway. We always have someone pro- trying to promote Everton on this show. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> I love it. Chrissy can write recording. Chrissy can write for a reason. because uh, he uh, he's al- he's always in the board we try to move players on um to Everton. But it's an interesting one. I do want to just steal it for a second because there's yeah, one player I wanted to bring to the table. Um, we've talked about him briefly, but Ollie, I'll come to you with this man. Um, Liveramento. Um, obviously, he had a, a difficult ACL injury. He's coming back from, um, from injury now. You know, looking at potential uh, cover for Trippier, um, pushing Trippier, who's, what, 33 right now. Would you take someone like um, Liveramento um, moving forward at Newcastle? Yeah, definitely. I know a lot of fans sometimes see us get linked with a relegated player and think, oh, we don't want relegated players. But I think it's important to remember Robertson got relegated with Hull and look what he's done for Liverpool. And the same for Vinaldum at Newcastle. Obviously, he went to Liverpool and won Premier Leagues, won Champions League. So I think if a player is good enough and they've got potential and you can get them for a good price because they've been relegated, then you can do some really good business. And with Liveramento, I think in his first full season at Southampton, so that was the season before last, I thought he was a, I thought he was really good, really impressive, yeah. a really good engine up and down the line, quite good defensively and defensively. And I think since then he's had an ACL injury, which is obviously quite a worrying injury. But mm. I think he, he featured in the last two of Southampton's games of the season just gone. So, so yeah, if he if he's back to full fitness and sort of hasn't hasn't done too much damage and is able to get back to those levels he, he should about a year ago, then I think he'd be a really good signing. Yeah, definitely. Daz, I'm going to ask you, Libramento, I know we've talked about him before, <clears> would, you, would you take him at Newcastle? Much like what Ali was saying there, I loved him last season. He he was class. I I, I, I came from Chelsea, and uh, yeah, I was thinking, oh yes, bring him on, uh, bring him to Newcastle in, in time. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is unfortunate to the injuries this season. But yeah, I I'd go in for him. Yeah, uh, back up for 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 trips. Yep, love uh, it. Uh, that was just a uh, one out there, out there, um, 
Just want to mention, actually, with Liveramento, he actually has the same agent as Eddie Howe. Um, Oh, yeah. There's a few. There's a what for the blog where I obviously write every day and things like that. What I've tried to do recently is speak to a few journalists so that I can get the odd exclusive out for the blog. And when I ever see like a little murmuring or a little rumor that's out there, I often go to a few of the journalists I speak to and see whether they've got the same info or whether they can add anything. And one of the guys I went to when I saw a link on Liveramento, they, they did say to me that Newcastle have held talks with his agent. So that apparently that is something we're looking at. And obviously the fact he shares an agent with Howe, I'm not saying that automatically means he's going to sign, but it, it's an easier line of communication if, if they share the same agent and things like that. So, so yeah, that, it could be one to watch that, actually. I think it would be good. I don't think Harrison, uh, Harrison Ashby will be too happy. Like, if, he, uh, if he walks through the door, he's not, he's not <laughs> as he. He's not as he. <laughs> you, 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 it's a great, it's a great point you mentioned, um, Charlie, with regards to that. But with Trippier, and look, we love Trippier. He's our captain. He, he's an yeah. unbelievable, talented player. But sometimes we forget he's thirty-three. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's not going to be, you know, three years down the. Line. He, to be fair, he said it in interviews. Three years down the line. He may not be playing for Newcastle United anymore. Right. Yeah. So well, we we do need to live mental. I think he might be like 23. 20, I think. 20. Oh, he's young, he's younger than that. Yeah. Aspie. Great age. Great he's age. Been, you know what? We haven't done that tonight. And I'm going to do a quick call. He's, he's, like, a, li- he's, a, he's, he's a little bit older than Daz. Yeah. Just, just slightly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but equally, we're talking about players coming in. And would they be backups and blah, blah, blah. And, and they're all really good talking points. But equally, we need to look beyond some of the players that are in the squad now. We're not saying that Livermento or another right-back is going to come in and take Trippier's place. I fully expect Trippier to play the majority of the games next season. Certainly the big games, Champions League, all the rest of it. But Trippier played every minute pretty much last season of, of every game. Uh, apart where I came in, a couple of came off sub late on when the game was done. But... He played all the important games and all the important minutes last season. But who's to say he doesn't get injured? Fingers crossed it doesn't happen. Touch wood, it doesn't happen. But we need we need um, like a, an, an understudy to come in who's confident and good enough to take on that mantle. Mm-hmm. And we need to also look long-term as well. So, Livramento, um, for me, will be a bad shot. We've talked about Carl Walker-Peters before, Daz. Yes. I think he, he's yeah. a talented player. I've watched him a lot um, at Southampton. He goes under the radar because Southampton have been underperforming. But actually, he's always performed well for Southampton and always been uh, a difficult, difficult player. Um, so, it, it, it's, it's one of those things. Um, but yeah, uh, Livramento, I thought he was 23, 20. Mm. Great age. <laughs> Uh, okay, maybe another question. Uh, right, go off with this one. Uh, the mighty win, uh, I think it was probably when we were talking about uh, Tunali. Um, could we tempt him with ASM? Um, so what's your thoughts on ASM, guys? Uh, Pete, don't answer. What's your thoughts on ASM? I'm just going to put the picture up. I'll, 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 lead, I'll lead with this one. I'll lead with this one. I'm ready to, to go full back in for Alan St. Maxman, yeah. I know he divides opinion. So did David Ginola back in the day. So did Lovren Robert. So did Hatton Ben Arthur. When, when Alan St. Maxman leaves five years down the line, when Newcastle, Premier League winners, whatever, and they put a montage of Alan St. Maxman up, doesn't matter whether you want them out right now, when that montage gets put up, everyone's loving them. You know, he's given us some good times. 
he was he's the reason why a lot of Newcastle fans were still actually bothered to go to the game before the takeover. He was he was the only little bit of excitement Newcastle had. You think back to the games at Burnley home and away, and like he, he is like the, the, the youngins like a couple of years ago. You know, like he stopped a lot of them from wearing Manchester City shirts and Chelsea shirts and Manchester United shirts. You know what I mean? And even now. He, ha- he had a little bit of an unlucky season. He was unplayable, unplayable against Manchester City. He scored the last-minute winner against Wolves. Uh, last-minute equaliser, sorry. Got injured. And then when he was just getting back into the team, you know, Newcastle were flying. He sort of couldn't really get going. But if you look at the actual wingers in the squad, in my opinion, he's better than Fraser, obviously. He's better than Miguel Almiron. He's better than Jacob Murphy. And he's better than Anthony Gordon. So for me, getting rid of him, especially when you consider you've got to have a squad for Europe and everything, I think would be absolutely brain dead to get rid of him, especially for the prices that we we because we, we talk about this a lot in our squad game show because uh, we we hemmed and hawed whether we we'd put him up for 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 sale or or, or keep him. But then then Pete was alluding to the price who are interested in were only offering say up to about thirty million, so that yeah. didn't make any sense. I, I, I do think that. I do think as well, does you look at him when he was having a little bit of a bit part world towards the back end of the season. He looks like a player. Obviously, Eddie Howe has his way of doing things, has his tactics, how he wants players to play. St. Maxman's a bit of a free spirit. When you see him, like he looks a little bit... He doesn't look like the St. Maxman where he just wants to blitz past the man and skin a couple of players. He looks a little bit coached, do you know what I mean? Like mm. sometimes a player yeah. like him, a player like him just needs to be... Just, just let him rip, you know what I mean? Let loose. I, yes, I think... I mean, I don't know if I've given the, the, the pitch for, for poor Alan St. Maxman there, but that's my thoughts yeah. anyway. Cool. I'm going to go to Ali, but I'm going to add in another bit, Ali, to you, because Michael Parmer Ooh. asked, uh, would you swap ASM for Harvey Barnes? So you get the first question, keep her selling ASM, and then Harvey Barnes, throw him into the mix as well. Great question. It's funny this, because if you look at goal returns, I mean, Harvey Barnes in a relegated Leicester side got 13 goals in the league last season, and St. Maximan's never really been close to that sort of number of goals, partly because he can't really stay fit, but to be honest with you, like Charlie said, I think the one reason I really like St. Maximan is he gives us something different that none of our wingers can offer, that that kind of ability to beat a man and unpredictability that I think, when you again some of these low blocks, and teams will come to St. James's Park and put men behind the ball and make us sort of make themselves tough to beat. And I think St. Maximan can offer something totally different in that respect. Um, I think Barnes is a good player. And obviously, I think it's kind of goes under the radar how many goals he's actually scored over the years for Leicester. He's, he's actually quite prolific as like, wingers go from a sort of bottom half side. But I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to do that deal, to be honest. I, like, like Charlie, I've got a, a soft spot for St. Maximan. And if there's one player I would love to see how get the best out of, obviously he's done it with Joe Linton, Longstaff, Almiron Shaw, I would love to see St. Maximan take his game to the next level. I think this next season, if he does stay, might be one of those make-or-break seasons where, whether it's injury records or just can he stay in the team, I think it might come down to how well he can do in this season, especially in the Champions League too. With I think he's been really keen to get a chance in the Champions League. He's mentioned it quite a lot. So, to be honest, I wouldn't really want to want to do that swap. I just I think St. Maximan on his day is just so good that I almost want to see him in the Champions League. I think that would be... yeah. Like like Charlie said, he, he's he was a massive reason why not only fans turn up the games under Bruce and things, but a big reason why we stayed up. And I think he deserves his shot at the Champions League, really. So so yeah, I think I'd keep. I think I just about keeps it maximum. Yeah, if he wants to say, keep him. Yep. Um, okay. Next question. We must be coming. 
think there's only a yeah. couple of questions left, and then there's just yeah. comments after that. Yeah. So yeah, maybe look, Fern um, Torres um, is one name that popped up. You take him surely, would you? From Barca. Mm. Yeah, you would. I mean, he's he's had a merit since he's went to Barcelona. He hasn't even been there that long, really, has he? But I mean, he's I so. He, he... I mean, he scored a hat trick against Atun, didn't he? For Man City. Would... You've just yeah, you've yeah. just taken the words out of my mouth there. I was just about to say yeah, well he's he can score at St James's Park, can't he? So uh, it's always a good sign. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I suppose he's one of those who, when he was at Man City, he wasn't always in the team every week. But when he did play, I think he was one of those that a little bit like I know he's a different player. But when Gabriel Jesus was at Man City, he didn't always start. But when he did play, he, he found a way of scoring. And Torres was a little bit like that at Man City. But but yeah, the fact he's gone to Barca and kind of. Things have gone downhill a little bit. We tend to sign players who whose careers are on the up, and you sometimes wonder if he's his is on the downward spiral a bit. But then maybe he's just been in the wrong the wrong environment at Barca. So, uh, so yeah, I think I think he'd be a good player, but I'm not sure we'll go there. Last last question. So I mean, don't want the questions. Actually, make sure you hit that like button as well if you haven't haven't already hit it. The trainers who the target. I've no idea. And let us know what how many likes we're at. We did say three. That, that's Set the target, 350. We've got around 350 in the chat right now, so we should be hitting that 350 for likes. Would it be a, would it be a cheat? Would it be a cheat if I went on YouTube and liked it? Would that be cheating? No, that, no, that counts. That counts. <laughs> oh, go for it. If you haven't subscribed, I've seen lots of new people in the chat tonight. Well, comments in that I hadn't seen before. Well, then, then so, they've had to subscribe because you can't put a comment in unless it's subscribed. Can I turn that button on? There we go, boys. I've, I've, I've just liked it there. So we've got another oh, one. Oh, yes. Thanks, <laughs> um, right. So th- this is the last question for you, lads. A uh, big one from Michael Palmer. If you can sign one player that we've been linked to, who would it be? <laughs> Impossible yeah, yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Bappier says he wants to leave, doesn't he? <laughs> 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 one, one player we've been linked with. I mean, the, the easy option to say here would be Madison. That would be the easy option, wouldn't it? That would be the easy option. I think I know who mine would be. It's not very realistic, but we have been linked with him. Is, yeah. uh, is Declan Rice. <gasps> yeah. Okay. I started on that. <laughs> yeah, I just... I can't help but think that that move to Arsenal is just going to get done. And I know... I think David Ornstein from the Athletic said earlier that Man City are now interested. So if we're being honest, like can we compete with Arsenal and Man City? I think well, maybe Arsenal, but if you if you start getting Man City into the into the mix and who I really doubt it, but I just think he's just I, I know some people don't actually rate him that highly and some there's like a bit of a debate around that and people think he's a bit overrated, but but yeah, I think he's offensively, defensively as a character, he's young, he's English, which Howard seems to love as well. So I think he'd be amazing, but uh yeah, I'm not sure we could pull that one off, but I'd love to. The one spanner, sorry, go on, Charlie. Go on. No, sorry, sorry, people. What are you going to say, Mias? No, I was going to say the one spanner that might throw in the works is that because um, a lot of people are talking about the Man City link today and saying, "Oh, Man City are in." Oh, clearly, he's going to get to Man City if they go in. If they go through, may well be. But does that bring up the Calvin Phillips conversation again? Because mm-hmm. they surely can't go into a season with Rodri, Calvin Phillips. And Declan Rice, who all play a very similar position, so could that potentially bring up the Cavalier yeah. conversation for a Newcastle? But I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I was going to mention Calvin Phillips before when we were talking about uh, defence and midfield, as like the, the number six, uh, the Bruno sort of, the Bruno Gamora sort of dilemma. In terms of the question, Pete, I mean, I think I tried to overthink the question. The Kev T in the chat, Pop Bavella, who have obviously been linked with like heavily. That's that's the no brainer right there. I was trying to yeah. think like I was trying to think of left backs. <laughs> I was trying to think of left backs like Tierney because I think left back would be the area of of Newcastle's team where if we got like a proper proper left back, then that would that, that would be the biggest upgrade on the team. But Kev T, chat, shout out to you, brother Barella, uh, no brainer. He knows ball. He knows ball. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think one of his, one of the lonely family. This is changing the subject a little bit there, but just when we mentioned about left backs, and I know Charlie's saying that he'd love to get like an attacking left back who can do what Trippier does down the other side. I think the only thing to be careful of there is the dynamic we've had is when Trippier goes down the right, Byrne almost fills in as a left sided centre back, yeah. Botman's in the middle, and Charles on the right. And I think <clears> obviously Howe's going to have plans tactically how we can combat that if we've got two attacking full backs, but. Would have to change our sort of tactics and setup quite a bit to have two attacking left uh, left back and a right back. So, it's in time. It would be great for us to be like that. A bit like you see at say Man City when they've got two full backs right up the pitch. But we'll have to really evolve our game. I think to a point where we're having all of the ball and we've got real control of games to be able to have both full backs up the pitch. But but that's the exciting thing now. I think the likes of Burn, like like Charlie said, have done such a good job. But when we can upgrade, say Burn, we're more attacking left back. And when we see the team evolve, like tactically, that'll be, they're all things to look forward to, really, aren't they? It would be really interesting to see, and someone in the chat or, or, or one of us would, would probably be able to find this out. I would love to see how many games this season we've had more possession. Mm. Because I, I do see the evolution of, of our team with possession and with the ball at our feet improve so much this season. Like even in games where we might have, you know, only just won games or even games where we might have even lost that. I don't know. I think maybe even the Liverpool game, we might have had more possession. Even the Carabao Cup final, Pete, mate, that Newcastle had like 62% possession or something. But the dominated the ball, they dominated the ball, but they didn't dominate the game in that final. And like that's probably what you're getting at there. Yeah. So, so you know, you made a great point in terms of that, you know, we are we are on that we are on that motion to move forward with regards to that and be that type of team that's that's being more progressive and and dominating possession. But yeah, no, it's an interesting point, definitely. I think that's probably hey. might be one of the reasons why. We're, sorry, sorry, yeah, um, well, I think that might be one of the reasons we like Tierney because I think it's for Scotland. He sometimes filled in as a left-sided centre-back in like a back three and Robertson's the wing-back. So Tierney, I know he isn't a centre-back and he isn't like Byrne, but he's got experience of tucking in. And if he, when he needs to, so obviously Tini can get forward, and he's he's a good passer of the ball, and he can make those overlapping runs. But he has the awareness to fill in. Um, whereas if you've got a left back who just wants to bomb up the line and just leave his centre back, I think that we might struggle tactically in that in that point of view. A, a counterpoint to that though, Ollie, we were talking about seeing Maxman five minutes ago. So now I reckon he's impacted a little bit by Dan Byrne being like centre back mm. playing left back. You know what I mean? He hasn't he hasn't got like if yeah. he had a Kieran Trippier there <laughs> on the overlap, whatever. Like Saint Maxman wouldn't be as true. You'd have another option there with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He food really food for fourth for Eddie Howe. Food for fourth for Mister Eddie Howe. Yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, Pete, I must put that question to you. Uh, one player you want this summer, who would that player be? Oh come on! No, you're not getting away with this. 
<laughs> Come on, this is a silly question. I've been since, since what August last year. I've been I've been bigging him up. I, you know, I, I want James Madison at, at Newcastle United. I want him in the black and white. I I I think he's a, he's a superb player. I really do. Um, I love him. One player, you know, Barella. Oh, wow, superstar! Like it'd be unreal. It'd be unreal. Like beyond. My certainly my wildest dreams of a player mm. to come and play for Newcastle this season, uh, Nicola Barella. But um, yeah, for me, James Madison because I think I think he 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 symbolises so much for me about where Newcastle United want to go. Yeah, and see all these other players that have been linked with us, great like Barella and a number of others, also do the same. But the fact that we've been after Madison for so long, when we've been after a player, whether it's Botman, whether it's Trippier whether it's, you know, any other player that we've been linked with for a period of time, we've got them. Yeah. yeah. And we had two bids rejected last summer for James Madison. We apparently went in again in January and was told they're not willing to sell. I just think that when we want a player, we tend to get them. Mm. And so I, I, he, he is the guy... That, that I would I would go to, but um, it would be it would be a bit of a marker as well because it would be like within two years you've went from Hamza Chowdhury on loan to James Madison. You <laughs> know what I mean? Especially yeah. with it with it being Leicester as well. Like it would yeah. be almost like a this is this is what it used to be like. This is what it's now like, sort of thing. There you go. Yeah, let, let's face it. Two years ago, when Madison, or, or maybe even three years ago, when like Madison was scoring at St James's Park in lockdown, he was doing the old darts. <laughs> would he have known that Newcastle would be the powerhouse that they are now? And would he have ever imagined that he would be putting on the black and white of Newcastle, being that Leicester at that point were there, fighting for Champions League, and we were down there, and we've just gone. Mm. Would swap places. Yeah. It's just that uh, po- poetic in 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 every yeah. in every metric. But I'd, lo- look, I'd love to be a fly in the wall in that England camp, man. I bet you Callum Wilson's bunking bunking in the rooms with him. I bet he's, obviously <laughs> he's, he's playing pools with him. I bet I bet like Madison say as a, a burger van comes outside the, the training ground. Madison go- Wilson goes. I bet he's uh, he's he got a restraining order against him. So they're really good mates. So that, that definitely goes in our favour, 100%. <laughs> to be honest, I'm really confident the Madison deal gets done. Like I think, like you said there, when when we've had our mindset on a certain target, we've been quite relentless. And I think it works both ways as well. Madison's going to be aware that we made the bids last summer. We were sure of the interest in January. And then when you look at Spurs, they've not even qualified for Europe. Um so if Madison, who's played Conference League and Europa League for Leicester, really wants to get that Champions League football, how long until Spurs are back in the top four? If they lose Harry Kane, it could be they might not get there for years. I know Charlie reckons they're on the slide, and I would I would agree. So if yeah, if the if the if the opportunity is Spurs on Newcastle, I really think Newcastle's a no brainer. Not just for the the fact we've got Champions League, but the fan base, the the, the chance to to work with Eddie Howe, this trip yeah there, you'd be on the same side as him. I just and and the fact he's out of contract in a year's time. Which gives us a bit of leverage there over Leicester to get the deal done. I just, I think everything points to him signing. But yeah, I hope I haven't cursed it saying that. But yeah, I, I, I really think he's going to come. I don't, I don't think we have. Uh, uh, someone just put in there about uh, Hossabu scoring for for Spain, um, and Ian McKenna it just put rumored Madrid are after Hossabu. Yeah. Not rumored, they're signing. 
Yeah, yeah. I know. He wouldn't have got away. <laughs> that He's going back to the club that he came through in, in the yeah. academy. Yeah, they're replacing yeah. the Ballon d'Or winner, Karim Benzema, <laughs> with Hosselu. With Hosselu. Uh, how how mad is that that turnaround? Um, but to you know fifth, what? Uh, fair play to him. Fair play yeah, to him because he was play. absolutely pony at the two, wasn't he? Let's be honest. I mean, he was. So fair play mm. for him. For he's almost done like a little Joe Linton story. Like yeah, absolutely, lads. I know we're coming to the end of the show, but I just want to say, and I know Daz feels that exactly the same. We've just put it in the private chat as well. This has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you boys. I know you boy. I know you both, Ollie and Charlie, know each other, but this is. Been, I feel like I'm at the pub right now. <laughs> about transfers, it is obviously been a fantastic chat tonight about all things Newcastle. Obviously, Lee was on early with, with, with uh, obviously great knowledge. And it was great to have the the fibers on um, chatting, but absolutely loved it tonight. Absolutely spot on. So thank you very much for coming and joining us. No, pleasure. Thanks for having us on. No, no. Welcome back anytime, lads. Definitely. Take us home, Dad. Yeah, a quick quick shout out to our sponsors and then we'll we'll close it out for the night. So, shout out to H2O Bathroom uh, Design Code, the Northeast's largest supplier of Velcro and Botch Bathroom where Team Valley Gates over 20 years established, ran by the family, get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team Valley Estate Gateshead. So, uh, you were, you were looking for a new bathroom or something, Charlie, the last time you were on. You were going to do it all up. So, uh, there there you go. Uh, can't go wrong here. Uh, we'll sort you out in H2O Bathroom Design Co. Uh, also, a shout out to uh, theradiatorshed.com. And uh, as you can see here, as you put Charlie and Ollie in jail there. So, if you, you're looking for any kind of radiators, uh, can't. Con- contact Russ. I was in contact with him myself there this week. He's got more more new stuff coming. Uh, something that, that he's, 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 he was about to, to release it, but no, he wasn't happy with it. Always, uh, always a perfectionist. He's gone back to change it again, but when, when it's released, we will put it on the show uh, as well. Actually, we're giving another shout-out. Uh, he, he's not on tonight, but a uh, shout-out to, to Newcastle World uh, as well, uh, the lads there. So if you want, want, to, want to get the latest breaking news as well, uh, Click that, uh, scan that QR code, and you'll that you'll be able to sign up for the for the newsletters for Newcastle World. Uh, that's it for all our sponsors. Uh, we will be back soon uh, when that breaking the breaking news uh, drops. Uh, but uh, for for a sign up, but just before repeat. we go, of course, Ollie, Charlie, where can we find you boys? Where can we find you boys for anyone that, that maybe isn't savvy on social media that ha- aren't already following you? Ollie, <laughs> first and foremost. Um, where can we find you? Yeah, so the website's nufcblog.co.uk. I think it's just below my name there. Um, yeah, but yes, yeah, so we're on we're on Facebook. If you put in NUFC blog, uh, we should be there and on Twitter as well. So so yeah, we like to basically put out all the latest news and bring it all together, really. Uh, so yeah, find us on the website. It'll be, be great to get more people viewing it, yeah. <laughs> and Charlie, where can we find you? In, in the garden same somewhere as, with a beer same, in his hand. Same, uh, as, same as Yami. I've made that one out. Hold up. Hold up. Whoa. I'm, up, I'm trying to there, there, yeah. there. How many have you had? There, 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 there. <laughs> Charlie Bennett. At... <laughs> Charlie Bennett. Uh, at Charlie Bennett. I mean, there's no flash there, unless someone can think of a mad nickname for us. Um, just on Twitter. I mean, just giving me views, news, opinion on there uh, on Newcastle United, and I like to shout out Ollie as well because when I was a student coming through the game and um, learning my trade as a, as a sports writer and stuff, I was working 
like for NUFC blog and Ollie's the main man over there. So if anyone in, anyone wants to get involved in a little bit of sports writing to help Ollie out, give him a shout because uh, he's a top bloke. Oh, cheers, Charlie. That's cheers. Um, <laughs> I made, I him, was, I made um, him blush there, didn't I? You did. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, Ollie, uh, your debut on uh, Load of Man NUFC. Um, I know you obviously do your podcast as well for NUFC blog, but it's been an absolute pleasure. And, and everyone in the chat has is, is, is been massively um, uh, you know, pleased with, 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 with everything that we've talked about and, and the fact that you've joined us tonight. It'd be, it'd be amazing to have you both on again later on in, in, in the window. Um, to talk yeah. about, hope, fingers crossed, a few signings coming in. But um, we'll definitely yeah, get back, guys back on for sure. But Ollie, absolutely spot on, mate. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it with us. Yeah, it's um, been great. Been great. Um, <laughs> and it, we'll, we'll definitely get you back. Uh, Daz's internet is is slightly dropped, as we expect towards the end of the show. It always happens. Um, but look, uh, we'll, we will be back. And look, uh, Loaded Mac NFC doesn't stop. You guys know it. We know it. There's so much more coming. Uh, in terms of content. Fingers crossed some signings are on the way um, and we will be talking all things Newcastle United for the whole of this summer as we build into the new season. But look, thank you to everyone in the chat. You guys are amazing. Um, your questions, your comments, everything makes the channel what it is. So please continue to do so and we'll be back uh, with more very, very soon. So keep an eye out on Twitter, Instagram and of course YouTube. Um, for all things Loaded Mag and UFC. But for now, we'll let you guys go. Um, of course, have, Shout like boys. have a good one, boys. Yeah, I'll catch you next Drink it.